JMV here with Brian Kahn from Floors to Your Home. Fans, if you're shopping for flooring of any kind, you need to check these guys out. You're going to have the most incredible, totally hassle-free shopping experience ever. JMV, we really appreciate you saying that. That's our goal every day, to offer our customers a quick, easy, and hassle-free experience at all of our Floors to Your Home locations. Fans, it works like this. You see the product you like. It's going to be cheaper than anywhere else. That's for sure. Then you can immediately take it home with you or have it installed. That's right. No hassle, no special order. Just see it, buy it, and take it home, or have it installed. Like three rooms of hardwood, laminate, or waterproof flooring starting at just 349 and they have everything in stock. I'm doing my whole house, and believe me, this is the best shopping experience you'll ever have. Three convenient locations, Avon, Noblesville, and Brookville Road. Who gives the quickest, easiest, and most hassle-free buying experience? Floors to your home. That's who. What in the hell do you think you are doing? Hey, John Boy. I'm telling you straight, it's my way or the highway. So anybody wants to walk, do it now. Hey, everybody, we're all going to get laid. And again, it's picked up. It's Darius Leonard. A pick six for the Maniac. Touchdown, I-N-D-Y. Yes, sir. Yeah. Oh, oh, the chicken. Double time. Miles Turner. Yeah. John, I have never been better to be on the air with you here in Indianapolis, a place where so many of my dreams have come true. The Ride with JMV on 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. I'll be honest with you, I've been waiting for a long time to do this. I have. Thank you very much, Jacob. We are at the legendary Irea's off of college. As soon as I walked up and I saw my man Dom, I knew magic was just about ready to happen. Dom's all over, climbing all over the furniture and stuff to turn on TVs. We got to get Dom on here a little bit later on, too. I love Dom, man. I love this place. This place brings back so many incredible memories for me. Um, you know, obviously, even before I started doing this, but in terms of Rick Majerus. Rick Majerus, once upon a time, took me here. This is back when I was at the other station. And Rick Majerus was my college basketball analyst uh, during the winter. And he brought me here, and I'd never, ever seen anything like it. Never, ever seen anything like Rick Majerus here holding court, eating, doing all that. It was absolutely outstanding. And then I think about it in terms of our late great friend Robin Miller. I just saw Danny Bridges walk in. We're going to go ahead and raise a glass for R coming up a little bit later on. Um, Robin Miller, one of his favorite all-time places right here. And I spent so many times sitting around. And with R and his group, you just kind of sat back and you listened to everything. You sat back and you enjoyed everything. And still to this day, I think about that all the time. And to be able to do a show here, 
And this, again, is a tavern tour stop. I know on a Thursday you guys are thinking about going someplace, maybe getting out of work early. This is the place for you right here. This is going to be one of the better ones of all time. The legendary Irias. We are off to uh, off of, I should say, college, and it is going to be absolutely outstanding. So if you've got some time this afternoon, we would love to see you here. We got Colts news. What we thought was going to happen to Isaiah Rodgers happened to Isaiah Rodgers. Uh, and then you get somebody else thrown in, and <laughs> those dudes get cut. We'll get to that story coming up with Mike Chappell in the 5 o'clock hour. And I guess you kind of, maybe not so much hold your breath. I guess maybe a little bit hold your breath and hope that they will ultimately be the only ones that deal in the knuckleheadery. Which is absolutely crazy. Listen, I know, I know what you're going to say about. Well, it's it's so hypocritical. I mean, look what the NFL. They take all the money from these betting sites, and then what they end up doing, then they end up you know, suspending somebody for punishment that's on it, that's one of their own for the season. Hey, listen, we all deal, all of us deal with rules that we may think hypocritical. Maybe we think those rules are bogus. It doesn't matter because as long as you are employed, the rules that your employer states, that's what matters. That's how it goes. You either follow them, you go someplace else, or you end up, in this case, on the street. Whatever. But that's the way that it goes. All day long I've received, oh, this is so hypocritical. Yeah, I mean, it is really damn hard. And I say this all the time. I try so hard on this show not to be a hypocrite, not to forget what I have said in the past and not own it, or knowing what I said in the past and try to bury it and hope that you guys don't listen. Try really hard not to be a hypocrite on this show. That's like the worst thing to me to be. Sometimes I think when you have all these different tentacles, all these different strands, and sometimes they can get intertwined, often that's what happens. That's what happens even if you're not actively trying to do it. That's how you come off, especially in this world of social media. But I would just tell you this. I would just tell you, and you could tell by the way that the Colts handled this right out of the gate. I mean, they went ahead and they put their players on. Isaiah uh, Franklin went on with Kevin and Jake in the morning. Um, I think Alec Pierce went on with Greg when he was sitting in for the midday show. They went on, and their stance was this. Listen, we've been educated. We love these guys. These guys, you know, this is a teammate. We love him. But we've been educated, we've been told, and, and that's, that's the stance that they took. Say, listen, we inform everybody, everybody knows the rules, and if you decide to break those rules, however ridiculous those rules or however hypocritical those rules may sound, then that's going to be your ass. And in this case, it was. We'll get to that story, of course, Isaiah Rogers 
chief among those today that received discipline from the NFL. Uh, certainly Isaiah Rogers for that year, and obviously another Colts player too. Uh, not of name recognition and significance, but uh, something we'll talk about coming up over the course of the afternoon. Mike Chappell's going to join us coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. Uh, Alex Golden was setting the pace. A lot of names floating around out there. Free agency officially underway coming up tomorrow. Um, as far as the NBA is concerned, we'll see if there's anything interesting bouncing around. Got some special guests here. I'm looking for everybody here to join us. I mean, everybody that said you love Irias, join us here for a Tavern Tour stop and let me go around the table. I was a little bit concerned when our betting analyst, Brent Halverson, texted me right before the start of the show and said, hey, I'm coming in hot right at 3 o'clock here. It's been a while since we've been together. What's your I, name again? Yeah, I know. It's, it's <laughs> not been that long in forever. Brent Halverson joins us. Tavern Tour stop brought to you by Heaven Hill Distillery at the legendary Irias. Well done on the selection. Isn't this great? Oh I mean, I absolutely God. love being here and it's, it's a pleasure and honor to be here and, and Maddie and Dom back there I mean this is great I mean not a better spot that's got a lot of history to it we talk tavern tour this is one of those spots John let's just go back to the 1920s right here it does it does I think that's exactly There's right we're no gonna way get this brick was this this cement block was definitely 1920s right here well it? and if you look at the oh, I uh, love this I, I love that. this I want that at home give me these windows seriously I, that you can't see out of no, no. I don't care or the you old, can't see in the old Maybe. bubble blocks yeah what are they called bubble blocks that's what I call them John yeah. I don't know if that's the true technical I could but, like uh, show everybody right here if you're watching via YouTube Live. These are the windows if you're watching on YouTube Live right now that we're talking about right here. It's like uh, what your grandparents had in their basement, like like that. I probably screwed that up, Jacob, but I normally do that, brother. Sorry about that. <laughs> the oops. But, no, this is a great call by you. Yeah, and, 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 again, not better people and not better food. Make some great drinks with Dom Backer. Dom's been here for many years. Maddie's awesome. I mean, it's just it's a, it's a pleasure to be here, and uh, I'm excited to uh, to uh, be here the next three hours with you, my friend. Well, about, we also got another friend here. Look at this. I would, absolutely. Former NBA-er. Helps me sleep at night. Sleep much better at night. Brian Evans is in the house. You can't see him again. I'll pull this off and let everybody see via YouTube Live. Brian Evans, the pride of Terre Haute, Indiana, Terre Haute South High School, is here. And he shared with me something at the beginning of the show that I could not believe. I could not comprehend. This is your first time here? It is. You've oh, wow. never been here? I've never been here. And I the know. more you talk, the more I can't believe I've never been here. Yeah. And by the way, somebody enlightened me about a week ago. I can't believe I've never heard this. Never heard this saying in my life. Terre Haute is now called Terradice. Yes, it is. <laughs> I never heard that. Yeah. I love it. I've, been, I've said it a hundred times since. I don't think anybody really thinks there's much paradise going on in Terre Haute. I think it's more of a joke. But listen, I'll take it. I'll well, John, take it. We're going to call it Terradice. I'm not going to weigh in on what I think. I think it's Terradice. Well, back Me in the too. day, back Me in the too. day, it was called Terrible Hote, I've heard, yes. right? So it's moved up, and it's now officially. No, uh, I've heard that many, many times. Terradice. But not Terradice. I, I like that. It. That's good. Well, when they would do those uh, Columbia House, you know, get 19 CDs for a penny stuff, which was uh, a home base over in Terre Haute, uh, a lot of those national, when they were trying to sell that late at night, especially those national commercials, would call it Terra Hut. It's like sometimes you hear the national commercials call uh, Carmel. Um, Carmel. Carmel. Yeah. Like Carmel, California. Absolutely. Where else could you get 10 CDs for a penny yeah. other than Teradice? And then some people, <laughs> you tell me. Some people are still probably trying to pay that off right now. On Fruit Ridge for, Avenue. Yeah, <laughs> Fruit Ridge <laughs> Avenue. Exactly. All right, B. Evans. What we got going on? What's in the world here? 
Well, I love the draft. I still want to talk about the draft, not the hockey draft. Right. <laughs> I, I'm still coming off the NBA draft. I love it. Somebody sent me a screenshot. I'll show it to you the other day. I think ESPN, somebody, somebody I don't follow put it up, but it was the draft board yeah. from 1996. And it was a pretty awesome draft. I'm on the thing, but it's Iverson and Kobe and, I, and uh, Steve Nash. Yeah. It's an awesome draft. And so I still get into it and because I, I can go back and, and feel those feelings of these guys when, you know, at 7 o'clock at night, you have no idea where you're going to live. Yeah. And then you find out and, and all the, the random stuff that happens through the night, all these trades. And Ryan Carr, who you've had on, I'm sure, yes. before, is a, was a manager when I played at IU, a really good friend of mine who's the director of scouting. I can't help it but call Ryan a couple of days leading up to the draft going to go on, hey, you can trust me. What's going yeah. on? <laughs> I want to know what's going on. What, what, what are we he thinking goes, I know you too well. I can't. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I know you way too well. What was your feeling on that night going way back compared to what you see right now? Well, I didn't get invited. Yeah. Uh, no surprise there to New York City. So um, the next big place, we, we didn't get decide to go to Paradise. We went to Nick's English Hut. So I watched it from upstairs at the you know, top of the stairs in Nick's and had family and friends and wouldn't trade it for anything. But I, every time I walk up those steps, I can feel those feelings like a little, yeah. you know, a little under, under the armor, you know, under the arm sweat. Just like, gosh, this is crazy. And that's where I watched it and had a blast. And it was just a crazy emotions to sit there and, and as they're ticking through this thing from about probably the 18th pick until when they called my name. It's, you know, and I relate to the guys that, you know, when you see a guy slip, you know, I don't know that I really was slipping. Did but you sit there and keep every score? Pick, you start getting nervous. Did sure. you keep score about, okay, this guy is in front of me. All oh, this person's in front of me. Were you I had somebody on my left that was doing that, right. and I, I didn't want to pay a lot of attention. <laughs> I was drinking the, the Miller Light faster than normal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. I had some breaded shrooms, which was kind of standard fare for me in there. But looking back, it was so much fun. And to, to have that happen in there, I can't go back without just, you know, going, yeah. wow, this is reliving those memories, great, right? Great that's, memories. that's awesome. Yeah. That is great. Really neat. So it's uh, Brian Evans with us. So you, you can, I guess, relate a little bit because um, you were looking for a really nice spot to land, much like I thought you had a lot of Pacers. Check that. A lot of Hoosier fans upset because the Pacers had all these chances to draft Trace and chose not to. And as we've talked about before, what happened to Trace was the best thing given the circumstances that happened to Trace. I mean, you go to Golden State. I mean, you, they get for the first time in stinking forever an already – rounded player, an established player coming out of college. I mean, normally, you know, you look at Kaminga and Moses Moody and guys they've had recently, you know, they're these guys, well, we hope they can work out, but you've actually seen what he can do. You can also see what he can't do, but there you run the floor. You give them on the offensive glass, second chance opportunities to step into a three off an offensive board. You know, you do some rim protection too as well. You rim run. That's exactly what they're looking for. He could not have found a better spot for himself. I couldn't stay up late enough to see that part mm -hmm. of the draft. I think I tapped out uh, about 22. Um, but, but I'm with you. Yeah. The best place that kid could have landed. I'm excited for him. Um, they don't need shooting. You know, we've, get, we've yeah. talked a lot about his shooting through no the years. And guess what? That's one thing they don't need any of. But, but he's got that athleticism. And he's, he's a smart kid, and so he's, he, he'll play a role. And he will run, like you said, he will run the court, and he gets off the ground. You could throw the ball to the rim. I mean, he, he's not – he doesn't have elite NBA athleticism. No doubt. He has good yeah. athleticism. Yeah. 
but he's got great hands. Well, he's and like you. You're left-handed. You left-handers just mess up the we world, We got to stick together, man. You we guys let's screw up the it. world, though. Let's Seriously, face it. you're a tough guard. Yep. Always. I love. Hey, I love watching. Left. I mean, I've always liked Mickelson. It just looks different, right? Yeah. It, oh, it's yeah. just a different well, thing. And we'll say this about baseball. In terms of baseball, the left-handed swinger at the plate always looks like it's sweet, always more picturesque Why than the that? right-handed swinger. It's, it's Griffey. Griffey. That I mean, that's the that's yeah. the prettiest swing of all time. I agree. I don't know what that is, but I, I'm I'm really excited for Trace, and I you know I got to admit I don't analyze it enough. To, I hadn't really thought of him in Golden State until it happened. I read it the next day, and I was like, oh, that's perfect for him. So I, we love him. Um, it, this was not the right spot for him. No, nope. I think he knew it. His management yes. knew it, and there was a little connectivity. I don't know if you've read this, but his agent is Baker Dunleavy, who yeah. is Mike Dunleavy's new GM. So there right. was something going on there, too, right. you know, behind the scenes. And But there is a real fit for him, and that's exciting. And, and it, my understanding through Ryan is he got a two- or three-year deal. Yeah. And it's a, that's a great thing for him. So you got a little guarantee. You're going to be in the league. Great. But you got veterans all around you. I think it's perfect and for win him. win right now mentality. Yes. It's really win or bust there. And – you know, that would be fun as hell. And you're going to get a legitimate opportunity. We're here, you would be, you know, five or six deep. Let me throw this one at you, too. I thought about this is, you know, you're reading in the news a lot about Draymond. I'm not a Draymond fan. Yeah. Uh, he wears me out. I'm ready to see him go somewhere else and get a big contract and flop. I hope it's Detroit. <laughs> now I'm showing my stripes as a Cavs or something. Yeah, right. And I still oh, hate yeah. Detroit, sure. you know, bad boys. Yeah. But um, you know what would happen if that happened? I think I think it helps Trace a ton because you're setting screens, you're rolling the bucket. He's he turned into more of a facilitator. Yeah. I mean, they're not going to throw him the ball in the block like we did, and, and people aren't going to double him. It's never going to look like yeah. that for him. But he proved that he can make a pass and and play that Draymond role, kind of be the bad guy, set screens, roll, and, and see what's there. But I think he's got he's a he's got an offensive mindset and shooters everywhere. Everywhere. Oh, yeah. It's and cool. like I said, that offensive glass, I mean, stepping into a second chance, three-point opportunity, that's a layup beyond a layup for those dudes. So. I still think he'd be a great tight end. I, with his hand, <laughs> he's, he's got those quads. He's He can get up off the ground. I, if this doesn't work out, I still want the kid to go to the NFL. I think he could. <laughs> so, Brian Evans, the former Hoosier, former NBAers here with us. Irias, this is a tavern tour stop with Heaven Hill Distillery. Our betting analyst, Brent Holverson, is here. What's been going on in your world in the last month? You know, it's been pretty busy, John. Yeah. Um, actually, I had to tell. take the last few days off to go for the second job. We had the little uh, concert out at uh, Ruoff in Mystic Waters Campground. We oh, had, man. Had 500 yeah. out there Dead for the last three nights. 500 for, at Mystic Waters? Yep, for uh, Dead and company. company. There's uh, Dave about, Matthews this weekend. There's about 450 checking in today uh, for the weekend. With Dave on uh, Friday and Saturday. So it's been a uh, it's been a busy week, um, but uh, been fun for Man, sure. That show that show Tuesday night with Dead and Company was outstanding. So they're all different, or are they all kind of the same? The, the shows? Yeah. yeah that's, that's the thing about the Grateful Dead. They're all different. You're not going to. How do they adjust that stuff up? Well, you just, uh, you know, there's, they, they do set lists now. Back in the day, they used to just play, and then they'd figure out what they were playing next. And then now they have uh, uh, Matt Bush that uh, writes their set list for them. So yeah. it kind of keeps it and spreads it out. And it'll probably be four or five, six shows before you'd hear a same song again. So it's pretty neat. 
Good times. Though. It is a great time, man. It was a great time. 25,000 people out at the show and 500 out in Mystic Waters. It was good. And you got Mystic Waters coming up this weekend with Dave Matthews, man, yep. like 450 out there. That's right. Man, Absolutely. Oh, man. All right, so what are we going to be doing here today? What are we trying? Well, we're gonna, we've got, uh, you know, th- th- again, this place is great. Uh, we've got Dom back there at the helm to uh, pour some great cocktails. So here momentarily, we'll be getting your traditional larceny and ginger. I'm ready for it. Uh, they've I got had some, great- some over the weekend, too. I was in the pool. I was in a pool, didn't know, and all of a sudden I heard these horns. It was the tornado horn. <laughs> yeah. And I go, I got to get out of this pool then. And then, man, the storms just crashed right in. That was pretty right wicked. After that pretty too. wicked, yeah. Especially down there near me, uh, heavy duty with uh, tornado and winds and such. But, uh, yeah, I was going with my my drink. That's, I think, mine now, right? Larceny and ginger ale. That is officially your staple. My that is correct. stamp on it. And uh, the great food here. The great food. The food is, I mean, some of the best Italian food that you'll you'll have anywhere and um excited you're here mr evans to uh to break your uh iria's uh visit in for the first time. How about Has that? Has put the order in yet? This cocktail that you're talking about, do I have to place this order? Do you I, do can not. I, can I yell out? Or it's going to be brought to you here <laughs> oh. just momentarily. Well, this is what's so great about our tavern tour stops or anything we do with Brent and Heaven Hill Distillery. I have to, for the sake of us, say samples, but we all know how the samples go here. Mm. The samples aren't your ordinary samples. Yeah, right? they're you don't get this little plastic <laughs> cup thing here. No, well, the samples are legit. It's gonna, it's, that's what we do. It takes a couple sips to really get a good, you know, good handle on it. So. It's funny, too, because I last time we talked, it's been a while, I had mentioned to you off the air, Ian Eagle's been coming on the show, who is going to be now the voice of the Final Four on CBS, uh, voice in, in the NBA on TNT. Ian Eagle came on a couple of different times. I told him about Larceny Bourbon, and I said, we got to send you a – a care package of sorts. He's all excited about it. And he's going to try my summertime drink of ginger ale and larceny. That's outstanding. So, yeah. We need to make sure we get him taken care of. Ian Eagle, the new voice, taking over for Jim Nance. I yeah. did not know that. And yes. I, when I got traded to New Jersey, Ian was he in was like there. his first year. Of, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That's cool. doing, the, that. doing the New Jersey Nets when you guys were actually in New Jersey at that time. And Ian Eagle was just getting started, I think. I think it was his first year. In the year. mid-90s. He was a, a Syracuse guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was at Syracuse whenever IU beat them in 87. And, and talks about that at length, too. But uh, it's funny now. He's got a son named Noah who is rising in the ranks. I think Noah's now the play-by-play voice. Very young play-by-play voice of the L.A. Clippers now. So they are – and he's incredibly talented. That's, that's a Lawrence Frank thing right there. Yeah. We're <laughs> sure that Jersey guys, they yeah. stay together. They stay, they stay together. So, yeah, I mean, Lawrence Frank was, was somebody else, obviously, you knew back in your days at, uh, at IU. So, uh, it's incredible. It really is. Anything for free agency, Brian, as far as NBA is concerned? Anything for what might be coming up beginning tomorrow and for the next maybe three weeks? Well, I'm, we not in the, I'm not in the know. I have no information. Nobody shares anything. I'm just curious. But I, 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 do, I, I heard uh, the guys this morning, Jake and those guys mm-hmm. were a couple days ago talking about Harrison Barnes. Yeah. That makes sense to me. Yeah. The, the Rick Carlisle connection, the, you know, the Halliburton connection. And I've always liked him. He, he seems like just a, a guy that would fit here and does it the right way. And he's not, it's not flash, but it's solid, consistent. I could see him here. We need that. We need that six, eight, three and D kind of wing Low, guy. Yeah. There's We're no missing doubt. that. And I think he'd be a great fit. I, the one that I like is Jeremy Grant, but I've said this all along. They're not going to get him. He's probably not going to be available out in Portland because he is he's a wing guy. He can shoot. Uh, he can play high-level defense, also can rebound, things of that nature. Now, again, this is all stuff that you're right. Harrison Barnes can also do. Mm-hmm. I just think that 
the athleticism, there's a higher volume of potential athleticism, I think, next to Turner with a guy like Jeremy Grant. It's not going to be here. That's not going to happen. But as far as possible names that have been tossed around and concerned, it's he and Barnes at the top of my list. I think Barnes is, may end up being a pretty pretty good guess as to what they're going to go after coming up here. Weird about the uh, Jeremy. The guys, that, uh, Harrison's played on some playoff teams. The amount of money it's going to cost to get a guy like Grant. No, no doubt. That hasn't played at the you know, where we're trying right. to get in the playoffs. That, that worries me a little bit because I think you have to overpay yeah. to get him. Uh, I think we would have to overpay to get yes. him. And he's going to command some dollars. But when you when – you, you, I've always said this. Before the Clippers, the Clippers were always the doormat. And I always say somebody averaged 20 on the Clippers, you know. Yeah. yeah. And it's kind of that. You know, he were in Portland last year. He didn't make the playoffs. He averaged 20. Um, and that's did, kind of I, been his story, too. I mean, with, yeah. with OKC, you know, Detroit around Detroit. I mean, it's always kind of been a team that's been on the outside looking in. But also you can say, hey, I mean, somebody that is willing to jump in, especially with a, a growing team. But you bring up Barnes and you bring up a relationships of the past. I think that's, that's a big deal, I think. I think those things matter, too, and a familiarity. And, you know, when you get ushered in by a coach that's had you before, as a player, you're looking for that kind of stuff. You're looking for somebody that's kind of put that stamp on you. And uh, for sure that, you know, Rick would be able to do that for him. I think that's a big deal. All right, uh, Brian Evans, also Aurora Specialty Sleep Clinic, giving me a good night's worth of rest. You got to come What's up, going man? on there? I keep, I keep, do we got I more things going you. on? You got to come up and get our latest and greatest device. You're going to like it even more. So we got to schedule well, a time. Well, tell me all about the latest and greatest. Well, it's just better than the last one. It's gonna, it's, just, it's more, it's, it's more comfortable than what you're wearing right now. And you now we, we've kind of, we've moved exclusively to a new design that uh, all of our, all the patients and customers love it. And I got to get, I want you to have it. I can't Crying wait. out loud, you're on. T- they were talking yeah. about us. You need yes. to have it. And I'm going to give it to you. So come and get it. Stop your. You don't like the north side. You're on the south side. You don't like. No, I don't mind the north side. I just don't like it as much as the south side because that's where I'm from. And we're not north. We are cat. We are Near by north. the mall. We're we're northeast side. Mall. Northeast. Side. Northeast. Yeah. I'm not side. trying to bring in the Carmel. It's Indianapolis. I, no, no. I, I love. You're an Indianapolis guy. I love guy. Marion. I love Northern Marion. I love Hamilton County. I'm all good with it. Four six two five zero. You were going to schedule a time. You're going to come. <laughs> Stopyoursnorenow.com. By the way, too, if you want to get a private consultation with uh, Brian and the folks over there, if you or somebody you know snores, struggles with it, I don't know if you do, Brent. Man, it is. Is incredible because I tried everything. You know, I, I, I kind of got hit yesterday for uh, a little sleep deprived over the last right. few days, right? So I, I slept really hard. And <laughs> this morning, my uh, my wife Lisa said uh, I had to wake up about four times last night because you were pretty loud. I'm like, well, I don't. Okay, sorry. You know, just is that all new to you as well? Somewhat. It's it's becoming a little bit yeah. uh, more frequent. So yeah, I need I to uh, I need to talk to Mr. Yeah, Evans I had as well. A couple well. Of broken noses in the nineties. Didn't, <laughs> didn't have insurance at the time, right? Just never fixed it, and uh, I think my whole uh, nasal cavity is like sideways here. I, so. When you said that, I thought it was you were taking elbows to the um, nose. A, a windshield and a basketball. Okay. And, uh, the basketball. It wasn't your wife elbowing you. It was <laughs> not. No, it was. Uh, she threw the basketball at him. Those guys show up all the time. We those guys come in. Nineteen eighty-two Honda Accord windshield. Out in the field during one of my pool parties down in Greene County. Wow. Got a little wild, a little too wild. Mm-hmm. Planted it inside a creek bed and uh, planted my face on the windshield. Oof. So, Yikes. Yeah. So 
Glad you're here well, to tell party, us about party it. Party went on, though. Party baby. was on, right? The pool party. It's not right. pool party. So, sure. Yeah, the party went on. I just had to readjust. But, yeah, no insurance <laughs> at the time or anything like that. So, uh, anyway, stopyourstorenow.com. That's right. All right, Koppel's on the hook for some Irias for the first time for you right here, right? Yeah, There's a thumbs up. Hey, B. Evans, man, I appreciate all that you do for us. Thanks for coming out, too, man. Guys, hey, thank, so thank Brian you. Brian Evans right guys. there, the former Hoosier, the former NBA, are joining us. We're at Irias here for a Tavern Tour stop. Brent, yeah. Yes. We are going to raise a glass for the great Robin Miller coming up a little bit later on. Danny Bridges came up with that idea because our, our good friend, the, the late Robin Miller, was such a fan of this place. We will raise a glass for R coming up in a bit. What else we got going? You know, that's it. This is uh, this is the kind of the highlight right here, John, to be here. Uh, looking forward to getting Maddie up here to, to talk. Tell us a little yes. history about the place. Uh, I believe uh, somewhere in that 4 o'clock hour, I think we'll get yes. him up here. So We can do that. And then I believe Mr. Randy Strand is going to be joining us, too. Strand. we got all kinds of people coming through. I love that. That's Brent Halverson right there. I think that the Gorman, you guys will want to stick around for this. Now, this may end up being tomorrow. I'm not sure. I haven't been in touch with the Gorman yet. The Gorman has a great gift that he is going to give away on this show. I'll tell you what it is. I'm going to let him explain it to you because this is a big deal. This requires travel for you as well. So this requires travel. This is a great gift. And I'll let Gorman explain coming up a little bit later on. If not today, certainly tomorrow, but a little bit later on with the Gorman. Mike Chappell, and again, the latest today, Isaiah Rogers, Rashad Berry of the Colts, free agent Demetrius Taylor among those suspended indefinitely through 2023, the season for betting on NFL games last season, all of which we knew. We didn't know about Rashad Berry, uh, Isaiah Rogers, Rashad Berry, cut by the Colts as Chris Ballard released a statement a little bit earlier today as well. So we'll dive into that with Mike Chappell. And I mentioned NBA free agency. I'm assuming a lot of rumors floating around. We'll break those down with setting the pace and Alex Golden coming up in the 4 o'clock hour. But right now, I want to see you here. The legendary Irea's Tavern Tour Stop the month of June is right off of college near southeast side of downtown Indianapolis. The samples are flowing. The great food on a terrific Thursday live from Irea's. Inside the Lounge via YouTube Live, the stream, the app, HD Radio, and 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. Nachos, lemon heads, my dad's both. You won't go down because my- 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Hey, welcome back here at Irea's. Oh, it is legendary here on college, and I am looking for you here with me. Got a Reds fan up there bellied up to the bar, which is good. Reds get a win over Baltimore last night. Two of three from the Orioles. Indeed. I know... You know, and I try really hard. Yeah, I'm right there with you on that, too. If we just didn't have to watch him pitch, that's it. <laughs> just stop. <laughs> if they didn't have to pitch, nah, but last night, last night was good. They get out, what, three zip in the top of the first, and then Baltimore puts four on the board against Luke Weaver. Um, what, bottom of the eighth inning, tie things up with three. And you know what? It's, it's weird, too. 
really with a lot of teams, but certainly in the case of, of the Reds in the past, you would think, you know, once Baltimore evened that up, they'd win it. But I got to give credit where credit is due. The Reds hung in, put runs on the board, Frito goals yard. They end up winning. Beat the Orioles two out of three, taking that series. And, again, that's coming off that Atlanta series where they lost two of three. They lost three consecutively. If you want to go back to the start of that Baltimore series and losing game one. But this is a great run, and this group is so fun to stink and watch. They are so fun to watch across the board, especially in the field. And it can be brutal. I mean, the pitching, because you just know – you just know what's coming is inevitable. Like my friend Greg texted me last night and said, hey, can you imagine if this Reds team had good pitching? Can you imagine if this Reds team had really any pitching besides Abbott? Abbott and Diaz is really about all that they have. Can you imagine if they had it? I mean, does it make you wonder about Lodolo and Green, if these guys would be healthy? All of these things that we wonder. But I don't care. It has still been so incredibly enjoyable to watch. Off tonight, get the Padres for a weekend set. I believe that is the, the last home day at Great American Ballpark up until the, uh, the All-Star break. But they are fun as hell to watch. And in the field, you know, we talk about that with uh, Spencer Steer, who was on the show a couple of days ago, how these guys get along. And I, I realize this, like oftentimes – and really, most of the time, you're told how well teams get along and how things are great, and you don't really know. You don't really know, and it becomes kind of, yeah, maybe they're blowing smoke up a rear end a little bit here. But with this Reds group, man, you can tell. You can tell that they truly do get along. I mean, you watch a guy like Will Benson. Will Benson started the season 1 of 21, gets demoted back to Louisville, comes back up, and he has been huge. And here's what I love about him, maybe more so than anything else as of late. He, I mean, he is just incredibly enthusiastic about everything. I mean, there's something to be said, especially in baseball when you have a lot of people saying, oh, man, it's for old farts and this is boring. But then this Reds team has this enthusiasm that – just wins people over, especially those of the younger generation that, you know, you look at what they do and in, in celebrate in basketball, whether it's the NBA or collegially or really everywhere now. And look what they do in the NFL to celebrate. And now, you know, you see these group of baseball players for the Reds, a team that hasn't been good in forever and has certainly been more bad than good over the years. It has been a fantastic last month watching this team play. I thought Matt Taylor hit this right. The voice of the Colts day before last said, you know, it's enjoyable to watch this team play again. And he's right. It is enjoyable to watch this team play again. It looks like that they have a direction. It looks like that they have leadership. And there is no doubt they have a great deal of inspiration. It is up and down the top step of that dugout cheering on their teammates. That's fun to watch. Really is. So that brings back memories, Brent, as Brent Halverson rejoins us now of our Ride to the Red spectaculars back in the day. Absolutely. And we always would go over there and they would stink. Right. But <laughs> so, now you, you just, everything you said, John, yeah. is spot on. I mean, there's excitement. And, and ever since Ellie De La Cruz came up, right, he's yes. brought this, this love and hitting for the cycle last week. And, uh, you know, but again, pitching. Yeah. There was eight pitchers last night. Um that they used. They won it in 10, right? I think it was 11 to 
seven yeah. or something like that. Yeah. One in ten. I'll tell you what, on a betting side of things, yeah. bet the over on these games. because Like, it, like all of them. Well, all wanted, of them. I wanted to ask you that because this is Brent Halverson's our, our betting analyst as well. It seems like every game somebody's scoring double digits. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's, it's nuts. It is absolutely nuts how uh, much it is. Again, you see you, you see their spark yeah. there that they get out and they get out there and put it out there, and and the the totals on these games have been fluctuating a lot, right? So you'll see numbers at like twelve and a half. Yeah. You don't see those in games, right? But they're hitting it every time. So um, yeah, it's it's been pretty wild. It's pretty fun to see the Reds come back. You know, just like the good old days and De La Cruz wearing forty four like our good friend Eric, Eric Davis, Davis back there. Oh, you know, and I can't lie, man, I, that's got something for me too. Yeah, no, it, I'm, I'm such a here. huge ED. I mean, one of my favorite all time players. Obviously, you know, the members of the Big Red Machine, Bench and Rose yep. and Morgan and Perez and Griffey. I mean, those guys will always have my heart. But Eric Davis is right there, too. Yeah, well, absolutely. He Eric is. Davis and is Barry right Larkin, you know, oh, back in the... Yeah. My great story, quick story about Barry Larkin. So uh, my dad, uh, he worked for Kent Feeds, and he was uh, uh, all around the you know, Did you say Midwest. Kent Feeds? Kent Feeds. Shout out to Kent Feeds yeah. right oh, there. Yeah. And, yes, uh, indeed. Barry was... Uh, Barry used to work for him back uh, at a feed mill. <laughs> and and uh, so I had a chance, and I never believed my dad yeah. at all. Uh, but I, we, were, we were sitting right on the on-deck circle and I was at the time I don't know 10 years old 15 whatever it was and uh, said hey Barry you know Jim Holverson he stopped turning around he said Jim what's up and right before he was getting ready to go up and that's back. awesome and I was in it just infatuated ever since then so well, I mean there was a, there was a really big time dead spot you know between you know the end of the way that it ended with such a thud the big red machine and then you go back to the year 1981 when they had the opportunity, the best record in baseball because they had a split season because of a strike. They didn't go to the postseason. And then basically from that time all the way through the end of the 80s, they weren't any good. I mean, you had, you know, obviously Pete Rose tracked down Ty Cobb in 1985. That was a big moment. You know, Pete Rose, when they announced he was going to be a player manager, was a big moment. But, you know, also Pete Rose <laughs> with the whole gambling stuff, that wasn't such a big moment. So you go back to that time span from basically 81 when there was a split and the Reds had the best record in baseball and didn't go to the postseason all the way to 1990 when they went wire to wire. And you could see it all coming together. You could see, you know, you mentioned Barry Larkin. I remember they had a decision to make. It was like Barry Larkin or Kurt Stillwell at shortstop. Stillwell ended up getting, I think, shipped off to the Royals. Uh, But you could see them slowly but surely putting that together. And, you know, this is kind of reminiscent of that. A little bit. Absolutely. In terms of putting something together right there. That's what they're doing. It is. And I hope that we see a little bit more. Now that there's a spark and they've got a half game leader in first place. Let's go out and start thinking about let's get some pitching, right? I mean, let's get some pitching. Let's get these guys yeah. some some firepower because, you know, for the last, what, since 1990 when we swept the A's yeah. in the World Series, we haven't done much since, right? And it's, no. it's kind right. of been like the movie Major League with the Reds, yes. you know? Yeah. And, and we're still, Joey Votto's been like the only mainstay, so to speak, over the last 10, there's, 15 there's years. There's no question. Now you've got a lot of buzz. I mean, I had a, a, a couple friends who went to the game last Friday night, you know, Friday and Saturday against the Braves, sold out. I mean, you, don't, you haven't seen that in Cincinnati yeah. since opening, every opening day is like that, but then it just falls off and there's like 17 people there, right? Yeah. So yep. you've got people behind it and they're pumped now. We do need to start thinking about how can we keep this going? Let's not, let's not trade everybody off. Let's bring some people in. The 24th perfect game in Major League Baseball history was thrown last night by Domingo Herman of the Yankees. 
Um, that's one of those teams, too. They put up 11 runs. People were talking about how long that it took. I think it took so long is because it took the Yankees a long time to get off the field in terms of offense because the A's are awful. The A's had three errors in that game. Uh, but they score 11 runs last night in that, uh, I believe, 24th of all-time perfect game. White Sox, Brent, put up 11 runs last night. And th- this is talking about double digits here. Uh, Rockies and Dodgers, 9-8 and eight respectively. The Guardians put up 14. Uh, Phillies over the Cubs, 8-5. to five. Rangers scored 10 on the Tigers. Astros scored 10 on the Cardinals. And even the Cardinals losing scored 7 themselves. So it does seem like that if you're betting on baseball right now, you take the over and you run with the over you do that but you also you got to look at john and what i look at in baseball when it comes down to it it's those pitchers right like your clayton kershaw's yeah. and your verlanders who he's not you know th- these big names they're going to go out there and it's going to be a two to one game but a lot of these games you're right I, you could look right now and i'd say 75 percent of the games yesterday all went over the total yeah. So there's something to look at and there. It, and it seems something like that that's on a nightly basis too, buddy. Yep. I mean, it really does seem well, like it's on a nightly basis. If you think, you know, there's a lot of talk about uh, the, the, the juiced baseballs to get some more home runs and some more fan excitement out there over the years. It's really kind of a thing. You know, you've got to look at that. But, again, it's it, it's all about these pitchers. And, and, and the pitching is spread thin. Pitching is that's spread a lot really of thin. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. I mean, you could tell with the red, the Reds. The Reds basically, with pitching, they're like a wing and a prayer here. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just you hope they have to score yes. that many runs because you know that your pitching staff more than likely is not going to be able to hold anybody uh, under five. I mean, I, I, would, I would not feel comfortable if, if I'm the Reds unless I put up five-plus runs almost nightly. And that's what's, that's what's happening. Is. They'll come out, yeah. put up five, and then yeah. they're going to allow seven. And now they're coming from back from behind. You know, last night they had eight pitchers. Yep. They got it done. But they had to walk all the way through into extra innings to get it. Yeah, and that NL Central is uh, getting interesting, too. I mentioned the Cubs lost last night, but obviously uh, you got the Reds and the Brewers. Pirates and Padres are playing this afternoon. We'll get you updated, too. And I know that uh, in and around the area there's some storms, some uh, severe weather, I think, setting in a little bit as well. We'll keep you updated if anything happens on that front. I just know because down at my house, everybody was talking about how there's some storms coming in right now. I will say this for my house, and we had that severe weather last week, but I did not get hit by any of it. Uh, We just had some heavy wind, and that was about it. I don't think it has rained in a week or two at my house. I mean, we are in full-scale drought mode. Oh, yeah, that's just uh, encompassing the area right here. So we're going to get hit right about five o'clock. About so get here, get here o'clock. before then. Avoid yes. the rain. Come in and get some samples. Try some amazing Italian food and be around some of the greatest people here. It's awesome to be here. And we here. have stuff to give away as well, but I would love to see you here. I want to give a shout out to Don Walker. Don's over there from Burbuff. And our guy, Scott Yaney, who's a big-time listener to this show that played baseball at Indiana State, uh, he says uh, he knows Scott and Coach Scott back in the day. I wanted to give Scott Yaney a shout for Don, and Don showed up here. We talked a little Indiana State before the start of this show as well. But this is kind of what it is here. You stop by. We're going to give you the uh, samples of what we have here from the Heaven Hill Distillery. Right now, I've got Larceny Bourbon and Ginger Ale. But Irea's, the legendary Irea's on this tavern tour is about the food. And across the board, you're not going to find any better food, Brent, than what you're going to find right here at Irias. Amen. And I just happened to be walking around over the last break and saw our good friend Tony Donahue over there. He was over there, too. And even my favorite, the lasagna.
lasagna here is by far my personal favorite, and he had a big old piece of lasagna there, and I cannot wait to get one myself. That's Tony D is here. I know Danny Bridges is over here. We're going to raise a glass to the late, great Robin Miller, who obviously loved this place uh, here. A lot of us went here with Robin Miller. We'll raise a glass to R coming up a little bit later on. Top of the hour, Alex Golden is setting the pace. There are going to be a lot of rumors floating around out there. What works, what doesn't? And I just don't mean what works financially and what doesn't, but what actually works for the Pacers because I don't think Eric Gordon does, at least in terms of what this team looks like right now. Uh, Eric Gordon cut loose by the Clippers, and they try to save $20 million. And we'll see. There may be some interest there, but that's something I just don't see on the surface. We'll talk about that with Alex coming up at the top of the hour. The names like Harrison Barnes, DeAndre Hunter, the usual suspects here with Alex, top of the hour. And again, the news of today, Isaiah Rogers and Rashad Berry are the Colts. Along with free agent Demetrius Taylor, they were suspended indefinitely through at least the 2023 season for betting on NFL games last season. And I believe um, the highest total that was put on the line on a Colts game by uh, Rodgers was $1,000. It is incredible. We'll talk to Mike Chappell across the board about that coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. And hopefully the Goreman jumps on here because you listen to this show and we love to give back, as you can see right here before me with Heaven Hill Distillery. But I have got a getaway opportunity for you coming up. I just want the Gorman to tell you all about it and he will coming up. All right, meantime, 239-1070 is the number if you guys want to jump on board. More of the conversation coming live from Irea's. It is a tavern tour stop that you will not want to miss. Me and Brent coming back on the other side. 93.5-1075 The Fan. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. The Ride with JMV. Here's Johnny! Down! David Letterman! Hi, David. I'm Grandpa. Oh. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Hey, welcome back on a tavern tour. This is Irea's, ladies and gentlemen. The first time we have ever done a show here. I would love to see you. James brings us back in with fooling. Thank you, James. Isaiah Rogers, Rashad Berry, the Colts. They have been suspended indefinitely through at least 2023 for betting on NFL games. Uh, Titans offensive tackle, I think his name is Nicholas Petit Ferrer, was suspended six games for betting on sports, other sports in this case, at the workplace. You're not allowed to bet within the facility. Again, I I hear what everybody's talking about. Oh, it's so hypocritical. Yeah, sure it is. There's a lot of things that are hypocritical, but when you're an employee, you've you've got to abide. You just do. I wish I could say it some other way. 
Mill, I wish, you know, you just make up your own rules and do whatever you want, but you can here in this case. And uh, the NFL put the hammer down, in particular here, for those of you who care, uh, with the Colts on Isaiah Rogers, which, again, that impact is of which we knew was coming. Again, we are on a tavern tour stop inside Irea's down here on College. We would love to see you. I do understand that we are getting some incoming inclement weather. In fact, and let me get to a couple of tweets here because I think actually there's some accuracy going on here. Uh, let us know, JMV. This is from Chris. If it's jacket off weather or not, I believe from what I have seen, jacket off weather is coming. And here's why. It's 3.51. Now, 4 o'clock, I don't know how many of these local news shows are at the 4 o'clock window. Those that are in the 4 o'clock window, the jackets will be on. But those that are not and you're just covering the the, the uh, effects of this storm here that's coming in, the weather that's coming in, they more than likely will be jacket off. So this is indeed jacket off weather, Chris, that is coming in right now. And, uh, JMV, these storms coming in are no joke. It doesn't look like it's much of a joke right here, too. If you look outside, it is pouring down. I swear to you, I have not seen rain. <laughs> on the south side, I haven't seen rain in a long time, but the wind is whipping around and everything else. This is on the southeast side of downtown where we're located on College, a little bit north of Fletcher, for example. So yeah, use caution when you're out and about, okay? Don't mess with it because we want you guys here and we want you guys here forever. Uh, Matt asked me this, too. You know, Normally, I don't think they open things up here until – uh, 4.30 or so, but today they've opened up early for us. So, yes, if you're out and about, you want to get in from the incoming weather, uh, join us here at IREA's like Bill. Bill is a great dude who tweets me every Saturday night for the JMV Takeover. Bill is down at Stout's Shoe Store. That is down in Greenwood. Uh, with New Balance and other products down there. Bill, it's good to see you, man. Thanks for coming out, brother, and thank you for sending me the tweets. They play me, the JMV Takeover, in the store on Saturday night. I absolutely love that. Thank you, guys, and thank you guys very much for doing just that. Um, hey, JMV, this is from Bob. So there were two Colts players that gambled. Indeed, there were. Um, one, I believe... I think Rashad Berry was active for maybe the final week of the season. That was about it. Defensive end Rashad Berry and then Isaiah Rogers. I, I guess if you're looking at it this way, you just always hope that it's not anything more than that. Because we're always, like, surprised if there is. In this case, uh, this wouldn't be unsurprising. You always hope that there's not anything more than that. But as I mentioned, you go back to when this Isaiah Rogers news first broke, and then Isaiah Rogers felt compelled to kind of meet this thing head on and own it uh, with a statement of his own. If you remember back on that, Colts players still came on. It was during OTAs, and I know that, that Kevin and Jake, had Zaire Franklin on. I think Greg had Alec Pierce on. And you could tell the point of emphasis here and to get the angle of the word out from a cult standpoint was, hey, we all know the drill here. We know the rules. We have been educated. If you get pinched for this, it's just because you overlooked the rules. 
Everybody knows the rules. Everybody's being educated. That was the angle the entire time. Yeah, we love these guys, or in this case, Isaiah Rogers. Great teammate, whatever. All the stuff that's normally said by teammates. But it was emphasized that we know the rules. And we understand the harsh outcome, the hammer that's going to fall if we break these rules. Again, hypocritical or not, can't look at it that way. You want to try to fight it? Try to fight it. But you can't look at it that way. That's what your employer says. That's how they're going to do business. Those are the rules for you, and you abide. Or in this case, you sit out a year. That is where they are. Quick break, and we'll come back again. The inclement weather coming down here on the southeast side of downtown at Irias. Do not let that keep you from showing up. This is going to be an absolutely fantastic tavern tour stop. We're at Irias, the legendary Irias. Brent Holverson rejoins in a bit from Heaven Hill Distillery. Irias with a great food on a Thursday. I am looking for you. Love to have you here. Brian Evans a little bit earlier, the former Hoosier, the former NBAer. He joined us. And we got a whole lot more for you coming up, including the start of free agency in the NBA. And what the Pacers may be thinking about doing, even beyond what I've talked about and what we have heard rumor mill-wise, we'll talk to Alex Golden about that, setting the pace. Going to join us coming up here at the top of the hour. 93.5107.5 The Fan. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. Excuse me, Robo. Any special message for all the kids watching at home? Stay out of trouble. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Hey, welcome back to our Tavern Tour Stop. This show is live at the legendary Irias. Thank you. Thank you very much. We're going to raise a glass with the uh, Heaven Hill Distillery products for the late, great Robin Miller because this was our place. Coming up a little bit later on, you know, I mentioned this too. Brent Halverson rejoins. He's our betting analyst. And a couple of Colts players, uh, most notably Isaiah Rogers, getting popped for a year-long, at least a year-long suspension coming up in 2023 for betting and betting, in this case, on the Colts. Isaiah Rogers, I don't know what you guys had asked me, uh, some of the bets that he had placed. Isaiah Rogers allegedly placed a $1,000 prop bet on the over-under of rushing yards on a Colts running back. And the bet won. The over-under on a Colts running back. You just, you know, I mean, there's no way you're going to be able. <laughs> so I don't even know if that dude is going to be back. First of all, there's just a small window in terms of playing in the NFL. And it's not like that he was solidly in it anyway. He was going to have to prove himself. But you look at it from just a decision-making standpoint, and you go, what the hell? Considering the type of opportunity with Stephon Gilmore being gone, considering how we view the Colts secondary, certainly a positional need, and this guy going knucklehead at this level is absolutely incredible, Britt. And you think about it, I mean, what kind of money they're making a year? And you're putting a $1,000 <laughs> bet? He threw away two-plus two million dollars. On a $1,000 sure. bet. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, throwing away, you know, his chance of earning yeah, for the Colts on that. Absolutely, that's just ridiculous. 
It wow. really blows my mind. Yeah, it's, it's funny, though. And I know a lot of people are saying, oh, this is so hypocritical, blah, 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 whatever. Well, you know, maybe so, but it's the rules that yeah. the NFL will dictate. And if you don't like it, you can lump it. John. Or take it in the garbage and dump it. I mean, seriously, there are a lot of rules I don't like. I can name some right now. I sure. might get in trouble, right. but I'd name some right now. But, you know, what are you going to do? you got to so, abide. So in my simple mind, right, this is how I look at it. If I play in the NFL right. and I want to get a little friendly wager out there, I call my buddy and say, hey, buddy, put a little wager in. Well, and here's what you do if you really want to play in the NFL is you wait because you probably got three years of doing anything in the NFL. Oh, sure. You make the most that you can and then bet your ass off yes. whenever it's over. Because in it, a blink of an eye, your career is going to be over. Yeah. And you're going to be missing the spotlights. You're going to be missing the paycheck and all that. And then you can just go crazy yeah. in betting. Look at Michael Jordan, Jordan, right? Yeah. Jordan loves to bet. Well, and Grant, so, there was no apps, yeah. no, no ways to do it like this in the past. Until that time. And listen, this is not going to be it. Now, they're going to be much more. Oh, sure. I, I mean, you're just thinking that some dudes just can't get out of their own way. Yeah. So it's just ridiculous, you know. And that's, yeah. Even like, you know, and again, this is we're talking about betting because that's what's happening. That's what's going on. But you see a lot of these DUIs and all this stuff going on with these guys, too. I got that kind of money. I've got a driver, you know. Most do. Yeah. No, I mean, well, I shouldn't say most do, but uh, many, many, many will they're, have they're, that and make sure that they're good. Hey, quickly, before I get to Alex Gold and Brent, we're at a tavern tour stop, month of June. Irea's here, southeast side of downtown. Legendary Irea's here with the great Italian food off of college. A little bit about why people need to join us. Well, I'll tell you again, the food, you mentioned it, it is known for if you like Italian food or any food, really, their food here is outstanding. Oh it, will, it, will blow, it will blow your mind. But you also have Dom back there. I love and Dom. Dom has been uh, a staple here, pouring some great cocktails for many years. Um, and we're going to have Maddie come up here and talk to us here in a little bit, give us a little bit of background. But we've got some good samples. They've got some great products. They've got some great people. And, again, you mentioned it. The food is spectacular. It is the best Italian in the city. Hey, our friends at Irea's, I may mispronounce this, but my friend Greg says the Pine Bolognese. Here is the best individual dish in the city. Wow. Did I pronounce Bolognese accurately? That is, yeah. Now, I want to pronounce it because I'm from southern Indiana. I want to say like Bolognese, but it's not that. <laughs> I'm from Greene County. And I want to say because it looks like bologna to me. Um, did I pronounce it right the first time? I think you were all over Bolognese. it. Bolognese. Yeah. Let's not bring the uh, bologna piece. Pine Bolognese. Pine. 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 Well, Penne you're Bolognese. getting a little close to a different word there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, he says that's the best individual dish in the city is right here. We got time for you, too. We also, if you're watching via YouTube Live, we do. We'll raise the glass to R. Miller, but we have uh, these samples. So this is, by the way, too, I'll just let you guys know watching YouTube Live, this is a Brent Halverson sample right here. <laughs> So it's not quite the samples that you get at Costco. Let me tell you that. <laughs> this is the Brent Halverson sample. Brent rejoins us in a second. Meantime, via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline from setting the pace. Free agency underway tomorrow. The early portions of July should be rather exciting, if not for the pace or certainly around the NBA. Alex Golden, he joins us now. Hello, Alex. How are you? Are you out of the storm? Well, I am still driving in, and I'm stuck on 465, but thankfully it's not oh. raining too hard. So I'm, I'm doing all right, though. Alex Golden is much like REO Speedwagon. He is riding the storm out. 
right now, everybody. That's what he is doing on 465. Well, you know, while you're there, too, and you got some time on your hands, stuck in traffic because of the weather, you know, let's talk about the Pacers. What level of interest do you have as as far as free agency in the NBA officially get un- getting underway and your expectation for the type of work that this Pacer team is about to do? Yeah, I think based on a lot of the reporting we've heard, there's definitely interest in adding depth to the front court. The one that's picked up steam a little bit recently is Max Struess. And I don't necessarily know if I buy that. It seems a little bit odd for his figure with this team. But if they do bring in Max Struess, I would expect multiple other moves to be made, specifically at the guard rotation. So uh, Harrison Barnes is a name that's been linked to the Pacers pretty much since the beginning of last week as a free agent guy with the connections with Carlisle and Halliburton and Buddy Hill if he's still here. I think that he makes a lot of sense, but at the same time, uh, I wouldn't rule him returning. I wouldn't rule out him returning to Sacramento. I think that was a good fit last year. No reason to break that up and and figure out a deal that works for them. But, um, yeah, I think that they're going to be players, but I wouldn't be surprised if they're bigger players in the trade market and not as big in the free agent market. The Matt... The Max Drew stuff doesn't make sense to me, really. Um, and nothing against him as a player. Um, but watching him play, it seems like, and I know you want to get paid, so you go someplace else. But his best opportunity to play at his best, where he is a fantastic fit, is where he has been and not in another place, and most notably not with the Pacers. That's a fit that I just don't see. Yeah, I'll say this. I think that someone put out a great tweet last night saying, how many players from Miami have left their system and gone elsewhere to be better or equal? And it's a very, very, very small list. And I think, you know, whether you like Miami or not, they do a great job there with their infrastructure and getting guys in that can really play. So I personally think you're right. His best fit would be to stay in Miami, but they can't pay him what the Pacers can pay him or other teams can pay him. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where the only reason I can see the Pacers being interested, I think uh, not this past season, but the season before, he shot close to like 40% from three or maybe over. And then this last year he was above 35%. I know that for a fact. But in the playoffs, he shot around 33% and 31% the last two years. So, took a little bit of a dip, but he's a better defender than Buddy Hill, but not by much. I, I, I don't love the players, Max Strews, <laughs> as much as maybe some people do, but I think he's a fine rotational guy, but I wouldn't want to be putting $15, $16 million to his name for three years. Doesn't seem to make a lot of sense to me when you have so many young guards that you'd probably like to see develop a little bit more than uh, they have, and I just don't think investing in something like that makes a ton of sense right now. Yeah, it's Alex Golden who joins us, too, and and while they have money to spend, money in fact they have to spend, they being the Pacers, you can't go through this like swashbuckling or anything like that because it, kill, it still can't come back to haunt you. And, you know, it's a decision like that. And, and really, we'll talk a little bit more, I'm sure, about Buddy Heald, but I know there's a major decision at some point, maybe not until the trade deadline coming up in February, whatever, that they're going to have to make is a major decision on what to do with him. And, you know, compare this to what they would miss without him to what they would end up getting to make up for his loss of production, you know, especially in terms of 
of the amount of cost that he would have moving down the road. That That is a huge decision. We've talked about it a lot, but when you think about it in terms of that way, Alex, that is a tremendously large decision. And just because you have money to spend, you know, really, it, 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 you got to be careful on how you spend it if you're the Pacers especially. Yeah, I think Buddy Heald, it's one of those things where I think his value to the Pacers might be higher than it is around the league because of the system that we play and the relationship that he has with Halliburton and Carlisle and the ability to get him open shots. If the goal is to bring him off the bench and to have him be kind of like that sixth man, yeah, he's going to be playing some with Halliburton, but not as much. And will that impact his overall uh, impact on this team, his overall value on this team? And I think it could because we saw Buddy Heald was fine without Halliburton, but not anything special like he was with him. So that, to me, is the only reason why I think he definitely could be a trade candidate for this team, just because he's an expiring contract. They've got $30 million, but they can include him in a deal to maybe take on a bigger contract that doesn't uh, hold up all of their cap space. And that, to me, is a smart idea. But, yeah, I think Buddy Hill does have value. I mean, when you're shooting over 40% from three, it's hard not to have value in this league that desperately want shooters no matter what team you are. So I, I think that including him, yeah, the Pacers aren't going to give him away for free. We've already seen that over the last you know year, the rumors that we heard about him. So fits this team, yes, but at the same time, they just drafted Ben Shepard. They had Christy Martin who they drafted two years ago. They've got Benedict Mather. They've got Andrew Nimhard. They're just not – there's just not great playing time, I don't think, for him. And I think if they want to see these young guys develop, then maybe moving on from Buddy makes a ton of sense. Do I overvalue Buddy Heald? I just look at it from this standpoint. I look at him as a shot maker. Um, I look at him as an offensive threat. Even when he doesn't have the ball, he has to be tagged. And I think that if you take him away from this Pacer offense, it will be noticeably missed. And even with the names you mentioned, you know, you talk about Duarte and others right here. I just find it really hard to believe that, A, they could be as productive in shot-making from distance as Buddy is, and, B, as just being a threat that has to be guarded out there on the floor whenever he is out there. You have to know where he is. I I don't think the guys you just mentioned at all bring that particular dynamic. Thus, I think that will be incredibly missing from this Pacer offense if he's gone. No, you're not wrong about that, and he does a great job moving without the basketball as well. Um, But for you, I I do think you overvalue him maybe just a little bit, but for you it's probably like looking into a mirror because you're such a great shooter, right? So, um, Well, yeah, and a maker. I mean, and there's one thing, you're a shooter – like, Duarte's a shooter, I'm sure, and can be a sh- But I'm talking about being a maker. And then, you know, you you he, you he watch defenses scramble. And, and I made, a, I made a, uh, a correlation between, you know, Duncan Robinson. Not like they're, they're alike players at all. But if you watch Duncan Robinson in those games in the postseason, especially in the finals, if he made a couple, I mean, defenses would tie themselves in knots you know, off a high ball screen to make sure that they even get in his vicinity. I just think that there's something to be said about being somebody that is that much of a threat and how it opens it up for others offensively on the floor when he's out there. And I look at Buddy Heald that way. No, and I think that's a great point. I mean, I was being a little bit suspicious there when I was comparing him to you. because No, but you're, you're right about my shot-making ability, though, Alex. 
You're right yeah, about I'm that. Not, yeah. I've heard. I've these, heard the these dudes are these dudes are coming out to the hash mark because I know I can't drive or do anything else. So yes. Yeah. That's it. So just set screens. I'll set screens for you if we ever play, and we'll get you open. <laughs> I promise you that. I'm a unselfish player, but no, I think honestly with Buddy Hill, though, at the end of the day. I think the Pacers trust their offense enough that they have with this roster and with the additions that they want to bring in that they don't feel like it's as big of a subtraction to trade him because they want to get better defensively. And I think that, you know, if you're asking Buddy Hill to do too much, then that can be a little bit problematic. So, I, honestly, I wonder how impactful he will be if he is coming off the bench. Yeah, I mean, he still could put up six-man numbers if he's playing a heavy amount of minutes. We know Rick Carlisle really likes him, but – I just feel like with the decisions they've made at that guard position, it feels very like the the, the writing is on the wall. Like his time is coming to an end here in Indiana, even though he's really close with Halliburton and everything like that. He will be yeah. missed for a lot of the off-ball stuff that he does and brings to the table too, not just the on-ball stuff. Um, definitely feel like he got his value up higher, leading Sacramento coming to Indiana and putting up the numbers that he did. But, you know, he's one of those guys that when you got him in the trade, you weren't really like, yeah, we got Buddy Hill. And then he really grew on you. Fans really started to love him. And I think that yeah. fans will be disappointed to see him go, that's for sure, based on the, the feedback I've gotten. But I think if you want to get better, you have to upgrade at that position and get more of a versatile two-way guy. And unfortunately, Buddy's kind of a one-dimensional, and that's more of an offensive gifted player that really struggles defensively. Well, I don't think the shot-making ability is going to leave anytime soon. But the other problem is you look at the defensive prowess, and while you hope that others get better defensively, I mean, they better, and they should, including Tyrese Halliburton. He's just not one that you feel that he can get much better than what he has shown, and what he has shown certainly struggles defensively. Yeah, for sure. And, I mean, Halliburton's going to have to take that step defensively. That's why I think, you know, if you have a starting lineup, which I've seen some fans put out there on Twitter, like, yeah, Buddy, Matherin, and Tyrese with Jairus Walker and Miles Turner, I'm like, that's not a great defensive backcourt. I mean, we saw Benedict last year. He really struggled uh, defensively. Same with Buddy. Uh, Tyrese has had his moments where he's kind of been targeted. And then you're relying on a rookie and Miles Turner to kind of be your defensive anchors. That doesn't seem like that's something that's going to be long-lasting. So, you know, Nimhard, I think, Unless they bring in a starting caliber shooting guard, he'll probably continue to start there at the, at the two. But, yeah, it, Tyrese is going to have to really step up defensively if he wants to take that next step and be more than just an all-star. I think if he wants to lead this team to the playoffs, he's going to have to buy in and fully be committed defensively. All right, so what direction do you think they're going? I mean, you mentioned Harrison Barnes. I mean, is, is that it right now as far as where you think they're going? I, I've said this before. I really, and believe me, I look at it financially, I know that there's no way that they're going to pay him what he ultimately wants. But as far as somebody that would be perfect for this team moving forward, I think that Jeremy Grant would be perfect for this team. It's just not going to happen. That's a pipe dream. So outside of that, outside of that, is Harrison Barnes at the top of this list? Yeah, I think if you're looking at free agents, Harrison Barnes makes the most sense. And if I'm the Pacers, I'm offering him a two-year deal. I'm not giving him a four-year deal. I think a two-year deal, probably in the $25 million range per year, makes a lot of sense. You probably have to overpay a little bit to get him away from a team like Sacramento. But I think getting him on that two-year deal for about $25 million a year would make a lot of sense because the short-term flexibility helps. And him and Miles would come off the books at the same time. 
that's where uh, excuse me, Mathurin's extension probably would kick in. Uh, same with Nimhard. So I think that's one way to look at it. And as well, like we've heard the rumored interest in OG and Anobi for quite some time now. He's going to be a free agent next year if he's not traded by Toronto this year because he's going to essentially opt out of his contract. And I think Zach Lowe said it recently on one of his podcasts that there's no way he's picking up that last player option. He'll hit free agency. So if you have Barnes on an expiring, it makes him much more easier to move than if he has three years on his deal if the goal is to get OG and Anobi for the year after. So I, I think that's just one of the reasons why I would keep my eyes on him. But I think via trade, I, I wouldn't shut down the idea of going after a guy like Jonathan Kaminga from the Warriors. I think that they're a team that could be looking to move him. And the Pacers do have some pieces here that could fit what the Warriors want to do. We know they're very high on Chris Duarte. So keep that in mind. And I, I do buy the Tobias Harris rumors as well. I think that the Pacers wouldn't trade pick seven or anything like that for Tobias Harris, but he's on an expiring contract making about $40 million. I know that sounds like a lot, but with the $30 million in cap space that they have, if you throw in a Buddy Hill, Daniel Tice, Christy Duarte type package to get Tobias Harris, one, it helps them fall out your roster. When I can play the three and the four, if you want to let Jarris Walker get some minutes there at the four with an experienced lineup. So that, to me, is something I'm keeping an eye on as well. But I, I think the trade market is something that we really have to keep our eyes on because there's going to be a, a, a fury of trades here. And I, and I expect the Pacers with the millions of dollars that they have in cap space to be very active in that market. You like Tobias Harris's game um, and how it translates to the Pacers. That's number one. And number two, is it me or – do I just not remember accurately? I thought there was a, a point in time years ago where there was some talk about Tobias Harris coming here. I think uh, before he ended up in Philly, um, you know, between his days with the Clippers in Philly, where he did not want to come here. He had no interest in being here. And he had stated that. Am I wrong about that? I don't know why that's on my mind, but it has been since Tobias Harris has been mentioned as far as rumors are concerned. No, that's a great point. I, I kind of remember that vaguely, but it's not something that's fresh off the top of my head. So I can't commit to saying I know that, that was for sure yeah. what happened. But um, I will say this. I think Tobias Harris is overpaid definitely for what he's done in Philadelphia. Um, but when you watch his games in the Clippers, like he was hitting some big-time buckets when he was kind of the go-to guy in the Clippers. Now, I don't think you want Tobias Harris to be your go-to guy because that's not getting you uh, as far as your, your goal should be, and that's to win as many games as you can and try to and move past round one at least in the playoffs. So, yeah, I'm not, that, I'm not buying into Tobias Harris being that kind of guy, but I think that his comments the other day about how Philly, uh, Philly fans have been acting about him, makes it seem like he would be open to a change of scenery. And I think Indiana could make a lot of sense because people want to play with Tyrese Halliburton. So I think that this would be a nice fit for him as well. I'd have to Google that. I just thought that there was something. There was like some some relationship that um, connected Tobias Harris to the Pacers, and that was mentioned. And then he had had stated or something. It was reported or was it the very least talked about that he had no interest in coming here because it was Indiana? I just, I, for some reason, I remember that. I just, I don't have the details, and I don't. I guess I can't Google it right here. But that's that's what I remember vaguely. No, you're probably right. I mean, you have a great memory, John. So don't don't second guess yourself. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know. I am kind of right now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, I was just talking with somebody the other day about the Ricky Rubio stuff, and I was trying to remember all the stuff that was going down there because there was a ton of Ricky Rubio rumors at one point. And obviously he signed with Phoenix in 2019, Texas got Malcolm Brogdon. And, you know, there was something that happened with Phoenix where they were able to, like, create enough cap space to get him, and it was a team that wasn't really mentioned as a suitor for him. And I was trying to remember how that happened yesterday, and I couldn't. So, you know, there's a lot of stuff that happens. There's a lot of talk out there. And I think, you know, the Pacers probably would have got Rubio uh, if the Brogdon thing wouldn't, wouldn't have happened. So, you know, I, anyway, I'm backtracking here. But with Tobias Harris, I, once again, I think that this is a guy that really could fit with the Pacers. I, I do believe in him as a player. Uh, my biggest fear is just like if he becomes a free agent the next year, uh, overpaying for him for a long-term deal because that would be, to me, not the smartest move based on who you have on the roster. And I think there's better players and better fits out there. But for a one-time thing, for a one-year stop, gap kind of uh, small forward, power forward, I would be okay with it. You know what? In, in terms of explaining it that way. If this Pacer team were more on the verge, I think I would buy that. But given they're not that much on the verge, then I would have to say no to that pretty easily. Yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying, but I think that I think this is Carlisle's third year. Halliburton's ready to get to the playoffs. I think they're going to try their best to raise the floor as high as they can. And I know a lot of fans don't like that. Yeah, the, the fans that I've been talking to are like, we want to make moves that raise the ceiling. And that's why they've been pretty adamant, like, let's not go after Harrison Barnes. But I'm like, you know, I think getting in a guy here that has experience in the league, he just mentored Keegan Murray last year, and Keegan Murray really developed, could be a nice, you know, piece to add to kind of help mentor Jarris Walker. He knows Carlisle's system. He knows uh, Tyrese pretty well. He's not going to be, you know, as expensive as Tobias Harris and I think fits what this team wants to do. So, you know, you might not raise your ceiling as much, but at the end of the day, the ceiling of this Pacers team is not a championship team right now. So anybody with those expectations are very unrealistic. You, you want to just see this team get into the playoffs, be competitive, let these young guys get the experience they need because they're inexperienced and playoff experience. So that to me is where I want to see them just continue to let them grow and get that experience to make them hungrier for the next year. Cause this, this course seems like their core is going to be together for a long time. No, hey, listen, I, I completely agree. I could tell in talking to Tyrese Halliburton in the pre-race show out at the 500 back in May that that dude wants to win right now and is ready to start winning. So I completely agree with you on that. I just thought, to me, there are better options, I think, uh, better options than Tobias Harris to get that job done coming up here. I guess we'll see. All right, some other names that are floating around and then maybe some guys – that are established right now at the Pacers that may not be long-term after this past month on this roster. Anybody come to mind? Yeah, uh, there's been a lot of smoke around DeAndre Hunter with Atlanta and the Pacers have an interest in him and potentially talking to trade with him at the, at the draft and stuff like that. And I know Jake Fisher said that those talks died and don't seem like they'll resurface, but I think they could based on what we just saw from John Collins, which the John Collins trade was a very bizarre one. Seeing him get salary dumped to, to Utah from Atlanta was not something I was expecting, but... Yeah, I think that he's a name to keep an eye on via trade. He just signed, a, I think, a four-year extension for about $20 million a year. So that does fit your timetable there with your young core. Uh, pretty cheap contract, $20 million is very nice. In today's NBA, uh, you know, I, I think it's more around like what you would probably see around $15 million in the past couple of years. So I think that's a very good value pickup for the Pacers there. 
And then via trade, you know, with these guys on this team, I, I feel like the writing's on the wall for Buddy Hill, probably Chris Duarte, and I would assume Daniel Tice. I think those three are the most likely to be moved. Um, it, it's really hard to say based on what they're going to do because we haven't seen any of the uh, the framework of any deals yet come out. But I think they could be more aggressive than people realize. But when you're looking at their core, the only people I would say are probably – solidified in that core right now. you got Matherin and Halliburton, obviously, with Jairus Walker, the latest pickup, uh, eighth overall pick. And then you've got Nimhard and probably Miles Turner. I think that's your five safest bets. Everybody else probably could be had. I'd say Ben Shepard's the closest one to not being traded just because they just drafted him. But out of all the, t- all the players on the team, I think you can make the case for any of them to be traded if the trade makes sense. Should be interesting. Uh, I, I want some fireworks, I do. And I, I do want them, Alex, to work to be better in the now with also an eyeball on the long term. It just kind of seems like that it, free agency is just not what it once was. Just not, not a great deal of oh, wow factor, it seems, any longer in it. Would you agree? Yeah, because a lot of these guys that are able to hit free agency end up doing, uh, you know, they re-sign with their team and then they request a trade the next year. So it's one of those things where it's, it made it it made it more beneficial for players to re-sign and then request a trade like six months later or a year later. Yeah, it was to hit the yeah. open market. So I think that's why we're seeing all that. But you know, the biggest free agent out there now is James Harden, but. The Pacers don't want someone like that. I mean, Draymond Green, yeah, he might, he'd be an interesting figure with the Pacers, but at his age, that doesn't make a lot of sense. And I, I agree with you. If they could somehow get their hands on Jamie Grant, he would be the perfect fit here for agency-wise for this team. Uh, just does a little bit of everything that you want. But with what yeah. we've been hearing from Portland, it seems like he's going back there. So, yeah, it, it's a little bit lackluster, but that's what makes the trade market so much fun because – Pacers have flexibility. They can do a lot of different things. They picked up an extra first. Uh, do they use their money to potentially be another salary dump team and get extra assets to continue down the road? And um, that wouldn't surprise me either. So I'm just I'm as, I'm excited to see what they do. That the trade market definitely feels like it's going to be much more efficient than the uh, free agency market. All right, we'll keep an eye on it and uh, keep in touch with you, Alex. I appreciate that very much. Setting the pace. They've always got great interviews there, great Pacers content there with the podcast and such. And our friend Alex Golden via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. Hopefully you get off of 465 sometime in the near future. Yes, I just got off. I'm uh, heading to my parents' house. We're leaving for a wedding in Ohio tonight. So I've uh, got to give them a shout-out that my parents today are celebrating 38 years of marriage. So Nice. Uh, Jim and Gina Golden, just want to give them a happy anniversary shout-out. Love my parents. They do anything for me and our family. So they're the best. Jim and Gina Golden, shout-out to them. And, Alex, be careful, man. Thanks for joining us. Stay in touch. Absolutely, John. Thanks for having me on. Alice Golden with us. It's a tavern tour stop going on right now. We're going to get Matt on the show here at Irea's in a second, too. I just got a notification. My my power is off, Brent. Oh, uh uh-oh. Down in Bargersville right now. Who else? Give me some shouts here if your power is off. <laughs> is that a common occurrence, John, with the uh, yeah, well, I mean, it was. There? It happened Sunday. But yeah. I, I think, I mean, we didn't get the gist of it in here. But I think there was like 70 and 80 mile an hour winds. Oh, yeah. Straight lines blowing, yep. too. So, yeah, whenever that happens, 
the power is uh, going off. Sure. No that, doubt about absolutely. that. Absolutely. All right. Quick break. We'll come yep. back. Tavern Tour stop at the legendary Irea's. We would love to have you here. We're going to hang even after 6 o'clock because the great food of Irea's just will not let us leave. We'll commence to talking about that coming up on the other side of Mike Chappell at the top of the hour. Of course, Mike's going to bring up the latest regarding Isaiah Rogers and that year-long suspension and another former Colts player now as well in that mix. 93.5107 by the fan. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. No, this isn't an argument. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. It's just contradiction. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. It is not. It is. <laughs> you just contradicted me. No, I didn't. Oh, you did. No, 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 no. You did just no, then. No, no, no. Oh, look, this is futile. No, it isn't. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Hey, welcome back. We're at Irea's, the legendary Irea's, what I like to refer to it as. Tavern Tour Stop for the month of June is here. South College is our location here, southeast side of downtown. Brent Halverson, our betting analyst, of course, with Heaven Hill Distillery is here. Mystic Waters as well. Mm-hmm. Mystic Waters is doing it up, right? It is. It's, it's been a very uh, great start to the week. It's going to be a big week with uh, Dave Matthews' band coming to town uh, tomorrow and Saturday night up at Ruoff or Deer Creek, as we all know it. And I uh, got uh, about four and a half, 450 people What's rolling What's capacity in up there? You know, John, the, the 500 number is pretty good. Is it? It's pretty okay. good. Yeah, I mean, you, there's 38 acres, so you could make a lot more room, but that's a pretty good number to have. So Brent Halverson right there, and uh, Matt is here from Irea's as well. Thanks for having us today. Yes, no, thank sir. you, John. Thanks for uh, having us here, and um, we think about this all the time in terms of Robin Miller. The late Robin Miller, one of his favorite places ever, was to go right here. And you know what's funny about that? You have a number of people we know that will swear to this place as being the absolute best, and this has happened over decades here, hasn't it? Yeah, so Robin and like a bunch of those old um, – Star, indie star writers, mm-hmm. they would come here like probably once a month. Sure. Get together, um, hang out. Yeah, there was probably like 20 of them. Tell old stories. I mean, you just said Mike Chappell. Like, he's one of the guys that, that would come in here. Yeah. And I got some buddies up here, so you got to get that Robin Miller dump button. Yes, ready. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Because he's dropping loud F-bombs around here. Yes, yeah, so of day. course. That's why they came in on Tuesdays. Nobody yeah. was really around, and they would be here and just carrying carry on. I remember once upon a time, this goes back to probably around uh, 08, maybe. It'd be 07. Rick Majerus, when I was at the other station, was my college basketball analyst. And uh, he brought me in here. I came in here one night with Rick Majerus, the late Rick Majerus. Yeah. It was incredible to watch him work. I mean, in, we were back there. He was like leaned back in a, in a lounge chair kind of deal, double fisting it. But we had everybody around him just talking about college basketball. And he probably, along with R, would be those that most notably from, from the world of basketball and the world of, of you know, riding and, and uh, sports communication and such, the ones that most commonly talked about this place. Right, yeah. But it was common. It was. I mean, he had um – Rick really loved, especially my aunt and uncle, my my late uncle Nick and Kathleen. Uh huh. Like so, when my grandfather passed away in '99, like he wrote a personal letter to my uncle Nick, wow, saying like just his uh, thoughts and prayers, and we actually had it on the wall. Somebody knocked it off. And, oh. 
broke it, so now we got to get some new glass. It, um, but I'll find it for you before it you was, get here. Uh, it was incredible. And, and I don't even know if I said three words, and it was good. I just kind of sat back and listened. Yeah. The conversation was more than just basketball, but yeah. it was awesome. Yeah, he was a good talker. Because no I, I remember coming in here, like, I was a senior in high school in, like, 97, <laughs> that Final Four. Yeah. And it was just packed with college coaches. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he had his own set-up shop, like, right here, right, <laughs> right back where here you're at. Yep. And this was, this was definitely his place. You got a number of people with photos on the wall and such where this was also their place. Yeah, we got to get you on the wall, though. I do got to get on the wall here. <laughs> I've always wondered. I used to get coffee with Dom, like, every morning down there at the uh, Speedway at Southport in 65. Then we Dom. Yeah. Dom, we and Dom hung out there back in the day. So, There's yeah. A lot of Southsiders. Yeah. Yeah, we do. All right, what you guys got going on? Not only now, this weekend coming up? Um, I mean, not a whole lot going on this weekend. We shut down next week um, for the 4th of July. Like, we get some cleaning done. Everybody yep. gets a week off. Um, I've been trying to do this with Brent for, I don't know, six yep. months. Yep. So it's not, nice. like, the ideal date to do this, but... Then again, like I was like, I, I had to take care of my guy here. <laughs> well, we can do it more than just this time because <laughs> people we'll love it. Do yeah. it again. Yeah, people, yeah, people love coming here too. I, you feel the love too. Always. Whenever uh, yeah. you know, people stop in, and it's funny. Brian Evans, the former Hoosier and NBA player, was in here. It was the first time he'd ever been in here. I was shocked by that. Yeah, absolutely shocked. It was good so, to see him. So Matt, we were talking earlier. What? Give us a little little breakdown of the history of this place because I you told me some stuff I didn't know, which was outstanding. So when when it officially opened, you've been here close to 100 years, right? So give and take, right? Yeah, it's been over – I mean, nobody knows the exact date, but, like, my great-grandparents moved into this corner spot uh, in 1913. Really? 1913. And so there was a house faced it out, faced out to college. Right. And there was a bunch of warehouses and factories around here, and you would get people coming over, immigrants – and they didn't really know. They maybe knew, like, a family, but they were by themselves. So you would have um, – they would just – I think they called them borders. So you would mm-hmm. have people that would rent out rooms. Right. So they did that here um, just for other Italians. My great-grandmother started feeding them. Yeah. And it kind of, like, word kind of grew. And so then they started serving food from the house – and that one want to say that we'll, we'll just say that was officially 1933. Wow. Um, I think a lot of places started in that kind of when prohibition ended. Yep. You could start. Yeah. Kicking up those tickets with some booze. And, um, so then my grandfather, his bro- his brother was Rocky Dom's dad. OK. They opened up the bowling alley next door. Yeah. And then they ended up continuing building this building here in 1954 so this building has been the exact same since 1954 yeah so i mean the, the rock and the glass we brent and i always talk about this yep this is how you know you got yourself a tavern right here right and i don't know what this glass is called but glass block is yeah it is it is awesome <laughs> it just gives it this unique look and um and that's probably why you didn't hear any of the wind or anything i look past brent to see what the hell was going on yeah out there too um so a friend of mine named greg said the uh the uh, pinna the penne the penne molanese is the best individual dish of any individual dishes in Indy. All right, so we'll go there with that, the, the bolognese. Bolognese? There you go. <laughs> I'm from southern Indiana, man. Yeah. Is it you bolognese? Were, you were close, man. It, it wasn't was the ballpark. Yeah. It wasn't bad. Bolognese. Well, what's funny is nobody corrected me, so all these other people thought that was right. So, yes. Yeah. 
Bolognese. It doesn't matter what you call it as long as it's good. That's right. right. That's it looks right. like like bologna. I wanted to like, yeah. So, bolognese. You can't give any secrets out. Yeah, right. Bol- bolognese. So, what, what, a little bit about that dish. What's so special about it? Um, so, we take the meat. We cook our sauce in probably about 18 gallons yeah. at a time. And we've got some meat in there. Like, I uh, can't really tell you what. But then we take that meat, shred it up. Okay. Cook it again, and then you've got that meat sauce. So it's been, like, double cooked and red sauce. You guys have a lot of secrets recipe-wise here? Um, yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, we got a couple. <laughs> and we can't tell you. you They're buried in the basement. you got to keep, the- <laughs> keep that secret. But, you uh, know, you mentioned that dish, yep. and, and I'll tell you what, though, I've, everything I've ever had, the pizzas are outstanding. No doubt. The lasagna is my yeah. personal favorite. Yeah. Again, I'm going to have to try, you know, what uh, what he's mentioning there because I don't believe I've ever had that. So I haven't either. That's a good it thing about it. sounds good, too. But it Pasta all- Primavera for me, I've always had sure. here. It's always been great, too. Sure. So, a nope. little I, something for everybody. Yeah. No, a little fun fact. When we were just talking about the storm yeah. a little bit ago. I think in uh, 2010, the Final Four was here, and there was like right. a tornado kind of came was, through like yeah. late, like Saturday. Yeah. So, we had to shuffle about 50 people downstairs in the basement because it's just probably the ultimate bunker you could find. Oh, wow. And I was thinking, I was like, we're going to have to do this again. <laughs> right here. <laughs> right here, right now. <laughs> <On here. laughs> yeah. So you do have a little bunker area right here in There's the basement, There's a basement right? that runs the whole length of this. Oh, really now? Yeah, so we got a lot of prep down there, storage, office Man. space, stuff like that. That's this cool. is incredible. Hey, give everybody out there the hours. If they can't make it, which is unfortunate today, give us the hours and the days you guys are open here. Uh, so normally we're open Tuesday through Saturday at 4.30. Uh, we'll open until about 9, 30, 10 throughout those days. We're closed on Sundays and Mondays, and we will be closed all of next week for vacation, cleaning, right. just a break. It's usually a slow week. so. Mm, well, we love you. Bolognese. 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 So. Yeah, you learned something new, huh? Well, being from southern Indiana, man, getting it's a bit guys, of a challenge. In that you sharpened up over here. Yeah, I like that. So, <laughs> Bolognese right there. So, Another sounds fun fact, good. My wife went to Santa Claus, is from Santa Claus. Oh, yeah. Went well, to Heritage Hills. Well, so. she's oh, well. pronouncing it just like I would. Yeah. <laughs> right there. That's, Absolutely. That's Heritage Hills High School? Heritage Hills. Heritage. Down there with Jay Cutler. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is she that the same age as Jay Cutler? Um, I can't. I don't want to say her age over the air. Uh, okay. So, well, don't uh, do that. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, you also got Mr. Ken Dilger, who is a former Colts tight end. Yeah. So her, he's, he's much older. If he's listening right now, he's an old guy. So he's much older than your wife. Yeah. So her, my wife's best friend is um, is a cousin of Ken Dilger. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So they have like a Dilger Farms down there. And, uh, Ferdinand, Indiana as well. Oh, I love Ferdinand. I love yeah. That's uh, the home of Forest Park High School, <laughs> Ferdinand, Indiana down there. I love me some Southern Indiana, buddy. Yep. I believe right now at Sultan's Run in Jasper, the senior LPGA yep. tour mm. is playing down at Sultan's Run in Jasper. That's right. Have you ever played there? I have not. I played at the Christmas Lake. Oh, yeah. Uh, that too. Golf course. Now, now do you guys supply um, you pl- the Italian food for Italian Fest? Is that you? No, so they do a lot of the, they do all the cooking down there. Okay, so you we guys had don't do some that? people. I always thought that your food was down there. So we would go down and help cook. Okay, um, my dad and so it wasn't quite an imposter here. Is what I'm thinking of. No, kind they of the just kind of did everything through the church. They didn't want to bring in outside yeah companies or restaurants and do their own thing. So they, sure, they just cooked everything in the basement. And Love it. That was just a couple of my weeks brother ago up too. here sitting at the bar was just down there. 
A couple of weeks ago, I believe. Was, Ugly mug yeah. with the glasses. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Matt, thanks for having yeah, us, man. Yeah. Appreciate John, it. Thank you. More than you know, we will do thanks it again. Me, Appreciate that. Irea's here on College Tavern Tour Stop. Brent Holverson rejoins us coming up in a bit. we got Mike Chappell at the top of the hour, the latest on Isaiah Rogers, and a little bit of the backstory on that as well, coming up with Mike at the top of the hour. And maybe if I can get a hold of the Gorman. I got a uh, giveaway announcement we're going to do with the Gorman coming up here. He wants to tell you all about. This is a big deal as well. That and more to come. Irea's South College. It is a tavern tour stop Thursday. A lot of bad weather in and around the area. So, again, use caution on that. And uh, yeah, make sure you're weather aware as well. 93.5107.5 The Fan. Back with you next. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Because you did not use the magic word. What is the magic word, Mr. Venkman? Please. 93.5 and 107.5, The Fan. Hey, my name is John, and we're at Irea's, and I cannot thank you enough. Those that showed up in the midst of this weather out here, appreciate you. Those that have their ass on the way down here because you want these samples handed out from Brett Halverson and Heaven Hill Distillery, thank you very much. Um, and I see we got some plates out here, so I'm assuming there is forthcoming food from Irea's. Bolognese. I think I got to go with that. I need some twice cooked meat. <laughs> yes, you I do, Josh. Yes, I, li- you I do. usually go with the pasta primavera. They actually do have a good salad here, too. It's like Everything a, is that? great. What is anti-pasta meat? I've always wanted to know that. That means you're against pasta. Does that mean we don't like pasta and there's none in here? Is that what it means? Salad? It's called Anti- salad, anti-pasta. yeah. Right. <laughs> it's got big chunks of meat in it, though. It does. I like the big chunks of meat, but the pasta primavera is absolutely outstanding. I know a lot of you know exactly what we're talking about. Again, Irea's down here on South College. Uh, Again, I want you to remain weather aware because I know a lot of you are out of power right now. The reason why I know that is because I'm also out of power. Not here, but down where I live, there is no power, which means there is no power for Eddie Garrison's parents either (laughs) shout out to that i know a lot of you are dealing with that right now certainly on your commute home because when these storms hit and they've been back to back to back with this system that rolled in i know a lot of you as well are stuck in traffic right now so listen if you're stuck in traffic be safe and just keep it locked right here and if anything comes across noteworthy as far as weather is concerned i will let you know but there is no doubt no doubt that this was jacket off weather this afternoon here because we have a lot of our local meteorologists that are going with the shirt sleeves without the jacket right now because the weather this weather hit during a time in which their normal newscasts were yet to be on the air but some serious weather around here just uh, again remain weather aware and just simply drive down here and join us here we'll be here for a little bit I'm not going anywhere Brent's not going anywhere these samples are still flowing Brent Irie is the tavern tour stop for the month of June isn't that a pretty I love hearing that story though hearing Matt talk about the history of yes so so not not only has it been you know he kind of went back to 1913 right that's 120 years or 110 years ago John it's incredible that is pretty outstanding yeah. and then to hear how it started out of a house 
turned into this in 1933, I think he said. So you're talking 90, or 1954 came in. The, the years and the history to it, that that is what we're talking about when we say a tavern, a joint, as yes. Randy Strand yeah. calls no it, doubt. right? No this doubt. is a joint. This is a place that is such iconic. It's tried and true. And if you've not been here, and again, Brian Evans, first time here. Yeah. I hope he got a chance to get it really, really tried out because this is the best Italian food around. Oh, my goodness. It really is. Uh, and I, when was the first time you were ever here? Wow. Um, I mean, you know what? It was probably 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. I was uh, work, working across the street at the time and well, uh, came on over for lunch with the guys and thought, holy cow, this is amazing. What's great about it, too, is, I mean, you, you can tell that this uh, mixture – of people that drive here because it's a destination location, and a lot of folks that live in and around this area, oh, yeah. too, just come here and hang out. Absolutely. So. And, again, you got yeah. great people. Dom, Dom, who makes yep. it happen all back there. I mean, look at the uh, lineup of cocktails back there. There's a lot to be had, so uh, come in and get some great food and great cocktails. And we got some free samples from Heaven Hill Distillery. That's, right. That's Brent. I'm John inside the lounge via YouTube Live. You just saw the pizza get delivered. And speaking of delivery, there was bad news delivered to the Colts today. It's an entirety of a year, as we thought, with Isaiah Rodgers. And also Rashad Berry. I believe Rashad Berry was active maybe for the final week of the season. But two Colts players done for the year at least, suspended by the NFL indefinitely for betting on NFL games. We'll talk to Mike Chappell about that and more coming up here at the top of the hour. Tavern Tour Stop. We're located on South College. Brent Halverson, JMV, Heaven Hill Distillery, the month of June at IREA's. Back with you in the 5 o'clock hour next. 93.5107.5 The Fan. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. The Ride with JMV. Two more minutes. They could be miles off course. That's impossible. They're on instruments. A real sweat. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Hey, welcome back to Irea's on a Tavern Tour Stop Thursday. Hopefully the weather is clearing up wherever you are. If it isn't, just uh, hang tight in there because severe, and I mean severe weather, has blown through here in the past hour plus. Thank you for joining us, Brent Halverson, JMV. Again, at Irea's on College, southeast side downtown. I did want to remind you of this. Um, we're having our golf outing, and our golf outing is at, at back nine. It's uh, me, all of us, basically, at the station, Kevin and Query included, at the back nine. That's August the 18th at the back nine. August the 18th. And as I mentioned before, if you've never been to the back nine, it is incredible. I was just there last Tuesday for a little bit, hung out, hit some balls. But this is going to be an event, and I want to make sure that we stock all the bays with listeners to our shows, listeners to the station, and have a great time. So August the 18th, on a Friday, I'll be there doing the show. We'll let you bid on some things, too. We've got a live auction that will be going on. I'll be a part of that. 
But August the 18th, that is on a Friday. I want you to go ahead and log on right now if you got a minute, 107.5thefan.com. I know everybody in here right now is going to be a part of it. Uh, those of you out there that are listening, please do. And I know this is a little bit of a twist on what we normally do for a golf outing. A little bit different than what we normally do for a golf outing. But I promise you this will be a great time. Again, August the 18th at back nine. I'll give you more details forthcoming. Plenty of time for you to get together your foursome, you to get together with your friends and have a spectacular time with us. August the 18th at back nine. That is our fan golf outing coming up as we get you back here Mike Chappell in just a second will join us the Irias, uh, Mike knows Irias a great deal too because the late great Robin Miller used to bring uh, Mike and others from the star over here and after the star days hold court which was always tremendous but Brent Halverson rejoins us too, Matt just brought out that letter that Rick Majerus had written to the family after a passing. That's incredible right there. Isn't that neat? Yeah. I mean, it's that really, so really neat. cool. And so he just told me it was it was a week after he passed away. Yeah. They got this. And, and you know, just reading, I got chills. I mean, um, you know, <laughs> pretty, pretty amazing, pretty uh, amazing guy to do something like that. Yeah. Just what he says in there. February really cool. 17th, 1999, yep. from uh, Utah head coach Rick Majerus. Uh, This is the first paragraph. I'm very sorry about the death of your father, Matthew. I'm so sorry that I could not make it to the service. I've always felt close to you and your family since my days in Indianapolis. I know what your dad must have meant to you because I know what you mean to your daughters. And the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Uh, That is the first paragraph from the late Rick Majerus. And I've mentioned this before. One of the better stories I have in my repertoire is that of being here on a night with Rick Majerus. Rick Majerus, whenever he was in town, was here. And uh, that just speaks volumes. That's awesome. It really does. Yeah. And, you know, hearing, hearing Matt talk about some of the stories of who's been here. Yep. And, again, seeing all the, 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 the famous people on the wall that, that's, that has graced this place, it's, it's a really, truly amazing. Um, so, again, if you've not been here, you've got to check out. This is an iconic spot uh, that, was, uh, that is yes. uh, very famous to a lot of people. And uh, there's a reason it's been around for over 100 years, John. I mean, again, I didn't know the story about out of the house before. Nope. It really moved into an actual business yeah. next to the bowling alley. And Dom's family being a part of that, too. The family history that goes back here, you know, again, tried and true. This is one of the, uh, this is one of the most uh, tried and true places I think we've been at. Yet. It is a tavern tour stop at Irea's College. We have time for you. Get here, enjoy some of the great food and the samples from Heaven Hill Distillery, like what I have right here, the ginger ale. And the Larceny Bourbon. Meantime, via the Andy Moore Automotive Group Potline, Mike Chappell of CBS 4 and Fox 59 will dive into the Isaiah Rogers Rashad Berry story in a second. But yeah, I know that this place holds a very special portion of your heart because of the time you have been here with our late friend Robin Miller, one of his favorite places in Indianapolis, and just one of the better places overall in Indy, Mike, is Irias. Yeah, we used to. It's been. It's probably been six months since we've been there. But all the star guys, we always got together for birthdays or Christmas or special occasions, and you know, 
there, there was no better event that we got there for our birthday, Robin's birthday, and everybody kind of shows up on, from work, and you you have you order and you eat, and then and then everybody keeps track of what they what they had, and you leave twenty bucks. But when it came time to cash out, we were like seventy five or ninety dollars short. So Robin had to cover on his own birthday. So us idiots at the star shorted the waitress. So, you know, that's kind of how we roll. But uh, it's a great place. Uh, I can't think of the last diarrhea I knew, whether it was Nick or who it was. But it's just, just great people, great, great food, and always great memories uh, whenever we were there. And we'll be back there soon, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, there are so many stories. I was talking about my my time here with Rick Majerus, and uh, Danny Bridges is here as well. We're going to raise our glass to Robin Miller coming up in just a bit because of what he meant, what he meant to us, and what certainly he has he has meant to this place. You know, it's funny how so many of these places I've discovered and, and really become a fan of and accustomed to going and you know eating and hanging out. And you probably are the same way, Mike, because of Robin Miller. Yeah, I mean, he, and he, 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 he'd he been going there a while, but the working man's friend we went to, and yep. great place, and, you know, you know, bring cash, not credit card. But, uh, mm-hmm. and that's the way, and there were places that the uh, Union Station we would go to as well. So, it, it's, and it's just a good, you find a place where you can go and hang out with 10, 15, 20 of you. You got great service, great food, and it's funny you mentioned Rick Majerus. And when I first started at the Star, I covered one of, one of my side beats was Ball State, and that's when he was there. Was it the, was it the mid '80s? I think it was when he was at Ball State, and he had a badass team with Kid and McCurdy. I'm forgetting the Curtis Kid. Uh, the, the, the two big from I think they were they were move-ins from Arkansas, I think. And boy, he took that team to. Was the regionals in Minnesota? I think it was. My my, my memory's foggy. Uh, was that not? I, I thought that that was. I thought that that was a Hunsicker team, wasn't it? With well, with, I covered. I mean, I, I know. Was, I, I thought, think I he brought. Was, I, I, thought I thought he scared. brought him in. I yeah, I thought he brought him in, but I think he left. He may have at some point I, I, I after thought, that. Before I before was, they before they was, had that run in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, but I he, he was he was such a genuine person. Majerus yeah, was, and he was got to know him sort of well. And the greatest story is when he went to Utah. Didn't he live at a hotel? Yeah. In a hotel, he, you know. Yes. He, he said they make my bed and they leave me a mint. We said, well, what else? What else do you need? <laughs> yeah, lived in a hotel. He um, he took me here once when I was at NDE, and he was my college basketball analyst every week. He'd call in during the basketball season, and he came to town, and uh, he brought me here. Um, and it was, in, I just kind of sat back and listened and watched. It was, you know, incredible to watch. And then two weeks later, because we were about ready to have Blake. Um, this So this goes back 17 years. And um, he sent the most incredible amount of clothes, baby clothes, to my door. <laughs> Do you ever seen? All of a sudden, this huge box arrived. And it was from Rick Majerus. And it was a bunch of baby clothes for Blake. I just think, he, again, you, you judge people by how they treat and treat other people. He was just genuine. He was a nice guy, hell of a coach, but a nice guy yeah. who, who not, not an ounce of faking him. So 
uh, again, he did great things here, and then he went on to do some really great things. So uh, he, he has been greatly missed, and it's been he's been gone a long time, but still great memories. So Mike Chappell's with us. So. It comes down to now this. Isaiah Rogers and Rashad Berry was mentioned of this of the Colts. Suspended indefinitely through at least 2023, this particular season, for betting on NFL games last season. It is still absolutely mind-numbing to me. The incredible level of stupidity and mistake that is made here, in particular out of Isaiah Rogers. I mean, losing all of what you could have had for this. I, <laughs> I Listen, I don't know everybody. We all don't know. You know, I'm sure who we're talking about and who you cover to that degree. But what an absolute ridiculous decision that has led us to this. Well, and, and you know, I, I'd be the first to admit the NFL has done a really, I think, a poor job. Of, of what you can and can't do. I, I really, I, although there are things spelled out, but, you know, NFL players, they, they can bet on other sports, NBA and all this stuff, although not, not at the complex. But I, I think there is a little bit of gray area where pl- players can be sort of confused. But having said that, he bet, he bet on NFL games. He apparently bet on the Colts. Yeah. And he bet at the team facility. I mean, those are those are just just, just basic things that you cannot do. And you want to. And I've said before, I sort of feel sorry for him because of what what he's lost and career. He may get back at it and, and, and recoup something, but his immediate future is very very cloudy. This is indefinite, which means you can you can file for reinstatement, but there's no given that's going to happen. So it, 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 it's it's just I, I feel sorry for him to some degree, but this was totally self-inflicted. And any player, again, I, I think some of the policies are a little bit fuzzy, but not betting on the NFL and not betting from the team facility or a team, you know, function type of thing. That, that's black and white. So to that degree, you can't feel too sorry for somebody. Yeah, I mean, you know, and bet on, you know, bet on his own team. I, I just, it is ridiculous, especially with the opportunity he was going to get. Listen, I don't expect yeah. him to be Champ Bailey or anything like that, but the opportunity he was going to get compared to now, more than likely being done. I mean, he's done here, no doubt, but done as a player. Listen, you got about a three-year window at the most, at least on the average for many in the NFL. And to burn a year at least of that three-year window, I mean, you got plenty of time to jack around like that afterwards. But it just it is ridiculous, the decision-making that went into this. Well, and, and that's what tells you maybe the pull, either the pull of the addiction, which I think is part of it, but then, too, I mean, maybe he was listening to people around him. A lot of times players get pulled down by people around him. Yeah. But, but again, what we've the, the black and white rules, just you can't excuse that. So, yeah, I mean, he, he was he was to make $2.7 million this year. That's gone. That's gone. And if he just has a decent year as a starter, he's going to get that second contract that's going to be, I don't know, 6 or $7 million a year. Uh, in the NFL, it's all about getting that second contract. Play out your rookie deal and get that second contract. And then, unless you're really, really misguided, 
you're set. You're set, and your family is set. So th- this is one of those human tragedies that uh, we talked about it and all this. He's living it. I think he probably will get a chance later, but it's going to be, you know, it'll be bare minimum early on, and then you really, because you come in, everybody come in with baggage. This is major baggage. The fact that you bet on games, you bet on your own team, and you see these things. Like ESPN reporter or another out reporter that he bet what was on a Colts running back on the over under uh, at some point last year. Well, see, this if, if that's true, this is why you can't have betting by players because I, I and we don't know whether he bet the over or the under on whatever the yardage was, but he knew up close and personal internally what the status of Jonathan Taylor was from week to week, and was he going to play? If he plays, is he hundred percent? So let's say that you know this was a, a week where Taylor was really iffy, iffy, and even if he played 100% and you bet on the under, well, that's that's insider trading, and you can't have that even remotely seep in to the game. But with all the stuff about the NFL and their, and their sports books and Vegas having a team, I understand that, but you cannot have your players, coaches, employees – betting on NFL. Can't do it. So Mike Chappell of CBS 4 and Fox 59 on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. Again, Isaiah Rogers, Rashad Berry of the Colts, suspended indefinitely by the NFL. That suspension handed down today. The Colts had a response to it from Chris Ballard uh, in a statement. I do want to get back to the Colts allowed, in, in our case, Zaire Franklin to go on with the morning show. And I think Alec Pierce went on with the midday show with Greg. And I want to speak to what you had said at the outset that, you know, the the NFL didn't do a a good job about the rules being cloudy um, in some aspects. You could tell that the Colts players that came on our station, they were versed into talking about how well they were educated on that subject. And it, it almost felt like that they were overcompensating for what you just alluded to earlier. You know, they wanted to make sure that everybody, hey, listen, we're educating everybody in this building. Everybody knows. And because a couple of players go rogue here, our player goes rogue here in general, that doesn't speak to how we're being taught what we cannot do with this. So you could tell that that was a point of reference to start with when this Isaiah Rogers news went down. Yeah, even the NFL came out. They, they, you know, they're, they're sort of emphasizing to rookies now, and, and that's how they should do it. And I don't know what the Colts have done, but I do believe they they keep these players informed. Their signage in locker rooms. So again, the ambiguity comes from well, you can bet on this, you can't bet on that. Uh, you, you can bet, you know, at the Colts complex. You can't bet on the complex, but you can drive down to the Speedway station or Starbucks and make a bet. You're just going to have to make it that you can't bet. You know, like you said, it's for, for most players, it's a five- or a six-year career. You, know, you, just, yeah. you just don't scratch that itch while you're playing, or certainly not when the season's going on, for crying out loud. So it, it, it's. I think we're going to see the league really come out and say, hey, we're doing all we can do. 
but before that, like from, we talked to the players when this came up too, they know, they they know what you, they really know what you can and can't do, and if you don't know, then, then your judgment is really really askew, and that's a you problem. It, it is. I, I and like I say, some of the some of the policies are vague. What you can and can't do. But doggone it, you just it, it doesn't take you know ten clinics to say you can't bet on NFL games, you can't bet on your own team, and doggone it, you can't bet when you're sitting in the locker room. So uh, when it comes right down to it, this is a you problem. This is Isaiah Rogers. This is Calvin Ridley. All these guys. That's where that, that that's on them. It, it is. And in Isaiah Rogers' case, the penalty is severe. All right, we found out Rashad Barry was a part of it. I, I thought, was he only active for, like, the final game? I, I lost track of him. I, I swear to goodness I did. And I'm, I'm off for a while, so I didn't look into it. But he's the kind of guy that, that the, the one thing you can't do when you're a marginal player is do something stupid. Now, you can't do you can't gamble when you're a star player either. But if you're even remotely marginal, you keep your head down and you go to work. You don't do anything to give him a reason to catch you. Uh, but uh, like I said, I think Rodgers might eventually get a chance in a couple years when he really pays pays the piper. People like Barry, I don't know. I really don't. Hey, do you think that in this situation that they're the lone the lone Colts players in general that uh, have done this? Or the, well, I, I mean, would you be would you be surprised if something else at some point in time popped? No, because I've learned to never be surprised because things happen, and you know, you, you think you know this guy, then he's the one that does something. But but so no, I, I won't be shocked if a, if another player comes up. But having said that, and it would be naive to think otherwise. But having said that, they're casting a pretty wide net now, and they're doing quite a bit of due diligence on who to get. And I can't believe that they're coming down on ten or eleven players, and and they're letting other guys pass. So if they've got info on other people, those people will get laid out too. So I, I just think we're seeing that there's one or two percent, not even that much percent of the people of the players that no matter what you say to them and tell them, they're going to do something stupid. And, and that's you know, I saw the Jaguars tackle was suspended with for PEDs. You know, people will always do something they shouldn't do, and sometimes they plead ignorance, and sometimes you're just being stupid. And when you're stupid at this level, you pay a magnet, you know, a huge, huge price. Hey, do you think? I don't believe I've asked you this before. And we know that the Colts did not know about this. They were not aware of what was going on. Do you think that they would have changed their mindset on Stephon Gilmore? Or was that more Gilmore just wanted the hell out of there to go to someplace where he could win and they were going to give him that opportunity? Yeah, if they knew if they knew this, maybe maybe they say, "Listen, Stephon, I know you want to go somewhere, but dog on it, you're under contract, and it's never a great thing to force a player to play out the contract." But 
But again, they didn't know. These are two separate issues. But it would be really interesting to know their mindset. Had they known this was coming down, coming down a river, would they have? And, and it, this was all Gilmore. This, he, this is one where he said, "Hey, I see where you guys are at, and where I'm at in my career." And, and they they sort of did him a solid by trading him to Dallas. But if things had been different, I don't know. I maybe they still would have uh, to try to do things the right way. And they're trying, and they're going to go. They were going to go young at the position anyway. But now they're really going to go young, and we'll see if they bring in a veteran. I think they should. I don't know if they will or not. But that's an interesting question: whether they would have done things differently with Gilmore had they known, or or Brandon Tation, as far as that goes, would they made an attempt to re-sign him? And I believe, unless somebody of this name recognition, I'm about to say, have been pissed up, uh, picked up recently. Uh, I think Bradley Roby, um, Kyle Fuller, Eli Apple. Those are these veteran names that are out there right now. You think that maybe the Colts go that direction, or is it just going to be youth and that's it? Well, I, again, I think they should. Just for, it's it's really good to have a veteran presence in the room. I go back to the Mike Adams and Mike Mitchell and all these guys, but they, they, they've known this. Nothing has changed cornerback wise with this decision. They, they they knew he was going to be suspended. They knew it was going to be for the year. So they've known this was happening for the last, what's it been, six weeks or whatever, and they've done nothing. So I, it tends to let me think they're not going to bring a veteran in. They're going to go with these young guys and and sort of bite the bullet. Uh, but, but having said that, I, I, I won't be surprised if they bring in a guy, but it's not. I don't think it's going to be a maybe that name that everybody thinks about because if, if they're going to do that, they would have brought him in so he, he at least gets the tail end of the OTAs. Yeah. Whoever they're bringing in now, the, the, his first taste will be in training camp. And it's hard to bring in a guy that late for training camp at, like, cornerback and expecting to be a major player for you. I don't know what you thought, um, because I don't know just how much of a thumbnail sketch you have as far as, as what you guys got a chance to witness with Anthony Richardson uh, in OTAs. But... Did what you saw, did the info you gather lead you to believe that week number one is going to be something doable for the rookie quarterback in the fourth overall selection by the Colts? I just I don't think we saw anything that would tell us one way or the other. I really don't. Not no TAs in any camp. Makes sense. I mean, we, we kept track of first-team reps, and, you know, Kevin was at the forefront of keeping track of completions and all that. But until we get to training camp, and, and really see how they're using these guys in, in first-team reps, that's, that'll tell us. Not so much maybe how he's performing, but if if Richardson's getting the majority of the reps or a good percentage and, and even more as camp goes on, then to me that points to him starting. And if Minshew's getting the, the, the bulk of them, it'll, it, it'll tell me that they don't think Richardson will be ready. But it's just, to me, it's all going to be about how much does each guy get on first-team reps. If, if you want Richardson to be ready, then he's got to get most of the reps with Pittman and Taylor and Kelly and Raymond and, and Smith. He's got to be getting that. Not with the backups, with the main guys. 
we'll see that as camp goes along. And, you know, it won't be so much to me what he was percentage-wise and all this. It'll be how they're, how they're using him with the first team. I, I look at it this way in closing that, I, listen, I'll, I'll hear when they talk about they're not going to force it. I'm just concerned that how bad would he have to look right. if they deem him unworthy to start in week one. That's how I look at it. Not as, well, he's not ready or whatever, because to me, I think if they feel he's close to not ready, um, they're still going to put him out there. But if they don't put him out there, that means he's, to me, like miles away yeah. from being ready. And that's the frightening thing. I, I, I've said that he'll, 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 he'll have to prove he's not ready to start, to not start. And I just don't buy you know, letting Minshew play for four games and then easing him in because once the season gets going, you can, you're, you kind of go with your guy because of the of the week to week to week schedule. So I think as long as it, as long as he knows to play book, as long as he knows protections, can get rid of the ball, and as long as he's got quick enough decision making in the protections there, some of this is going to be on how's the offensive line coming along. But I, I tend to agree. I, I think he's going to have to really not be ready. And they'll know that. They'll know that by how they go back and evaluate week game or day-to-day practices. And like I say, we're, we're going to see that by how they use him in camp. Because I, I really think that Minshew, he'll be more ready. Minshew will be more ready. But I think Minshew can get ready quicker if he hasn't been given a lot of the reps the last week or two of camp and all of a sudden they say yeah the kid's not ready and you have Minshew but I, I think it's going to be if the kid is just not ready and everybody knows it then you can't play him you know the, the veterans would know who deserves to play and if they put him out there and he's not ready and he hasn't earned it everybody knows and, and that would be not beneficial for anybody but I think it's all it's all on Richardson. If if he's not ready and you know it, you don't play him. If he's close or he's ready, you play him. Hey, I also look that way with Shaquille Leonard. If it is you know something like what we've gathered so far, you know if it's well progress but kind of thing. Yeah, I, I don't look at his long term. I look at his long term future, Mike, as being compromised. I don't want to those. I don't want when we meet those guys in the July. I don't. Well, he's going to open up on pup because he's not yes. quite ready, but he's trending. No timeline. I'm just going to. I'm just not going to expect much of anything from him this year. It'll be like eight or nine months, and and if not if not after that time, then when? So and that's another one. They I think they they need to know for the defense and for personnel. But, boy, if he's not ready for training camp, then, then, then what's another two weeks, three weeks, a month or two months going to matter? So, yeah, I'll be really concerned if he's not ready to practice late July. It just it, it, that, that would almost like when I, I asked Chris Ballard a question in February, is he ever going to be what you thought he was going to be? And he said, quote, I wouldn't bet against him. Yeah. If we find out that he's not close to good to go or not good to go, Again, I mentioned it. his his long term future to me is going to be compromised then. Well, because until until you see him practicing, you know, practice Monday, practice Tuesday, practice yeah, Thursday, right. 
until you see that, why shouldn't you be concerned? He's not played at his level since 2021. So you've got to be concerned, and that's why the sooner he's out there in training camp, and to me, to soon means right away, there's a concern. There just is a concern. Mike Chappell of CBS 4 and Fox 59, kind enough to join us here on a Thursday Tavern Tour stop. We're at Irea's on the southeast side of downtown off of college. R would have loved this event. We miss R a great deal, Mike. It's good to share this with you, even if it's over the phone. Well, tip one for me, and hopefully we'll get our power back here in Beach Grove, and I can enjoy my evening. You got power off right now, do you? Power off about the last 45 minutes, and hopefully we'll get it back. Evidently, mine has been off down in Bargersville since 10 after 4. From That's what I gather, when it went I think out here. that's about when it went out here. Yeah. Yep. People are telling me that basically any way you're trying to get from downtown to the south side, whether it's um, you know Madison or 31 or Bluff, the lights are out everywhere and it's oh, just a good luck. mess. <laughs> yeah, for what I hear. Yeah. They're, they're so, just trying to I, they're I, trying to get home to a house with no power. So I, you know, <laughs> good luck I think I'm that. just going to stay here. There you I go. Think I'll just stay here. Thanks, Mike. Alrighty. So Mike Chappell of CBS 4 and Fox 59. As I mentioned to Mike, from what I've been told, and I don't know if that still holds true, that was as of 10 minutes ago, that a lot of the, especially north-south, going from downtown to the south side, um, lights are out off of Madison, off of 31. And if anybody's out there wants to give me updates on that, I certainly would take it. Bluff Road. And part of the thing that you would understand that because of the construction, it's an absolute mess on the south side anyway. And here's hoping, and this is a shout-out, and I'm not going to be going this direction today. I'll be past it. But here's hoping with all these arteries going north and south from downtown to the south side or coming into downtown from the south side, here's hoping that the Indiana Railroad Company doesn't park their stinking train and park that ass right in the middle of Bluff Road right there for about 35 minutes so you got to sit there under the Raymond Street Bridge. That's what I'm hoping. Brent, I'm hoping that for everybody that has been caught by that train sitting its ass there every, well, really, three times out of five, Monday well, through Friday of the week. That's tough. I've done so much work under the Raymond Street Bridge. <laughs> Just sitting right there going, eh, whatever. Well, at least you got Waiting on the train. You're making things work, though, right? <laughs> hey, this just in. I got a weather report. Okay. It is. Lights are lights are on, power's on, and the and the samples are flowing here at oh, Irea's, John. they're flowing. That's and all I got. the here, too. It's not raining inside here. Hey, let's give a yeah. hey, shout-out to Irea's, Irea's. everybody. Tavern yeah. tour, stop. Whew. We are here. College, we'll come back. There's Red Halverson and a lot oh. more. Sit tight. We'll talk about that and more coming up. 93.5, 107.5 The Fan. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. The Ride with JMV. And the beat goes on, yeah. And the beat goes on. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. 
All right, Jason gives me an update here. Power line's down and laying across county line between Sherman and Madison. Man, that's not good at all right there. Um, Jason Getham, our friend from Getham and Associates, can confirm power is back on at Smith Valley in Morgantown. Uh, Eric says, quote, yes, Bluff Road sucks right now, <laughs> which normally that's the case. Is it because of a train sitting in the middle of the damn road? Come on now. I love trains, too. Stop giggling. Uh, our friend Jimmy, who is not here, says, hey, JMV, my dad and I will be at Great American Ballpark for the Padres and the Reds on Saturday afternoon. That is a weekend set at Great American Ballpark. Reds off tonight. Reds back at it tomorrow night against the Padres. And if you're looking, Brent, as far as disappointments this season in baseball, the Padres would be at the top of that list because they're also at the top of the list and how much they pay that roster. So, yes. Absolutely. The Padres. And, and they're kind of a streaky team, too. Yes. Like, you just can't get a handle on them. I remember watching the, I mean, Again, you got, uh, you know, guys like Darvish, you know. Darvish has been a, a staple for a while, and it's just their, their whole team is uh, kind of up and down. Our good friend, Mr. Christian Webb, down at the Brown County Shout Music Shout out Center, to Christian Webb, and I love it down there. Is a diehard San Diego Padre fan. Yes, so he is. He was, I, in, he was uh, I think, in Colorado, in Denver, for the Colorado Padre Series yep. a couple oh, weeks yeah. ago. He gets so, around yeah. a little bit. And, uh, by the way, Brown County Music Center last Saturday night, Nick Lowe and Elvis Costello. Thank you very much. Is that right? Hells, hells, hells. That's a good one right there. <laughs> hey, by the way, tonight, I know a lot of people are heading up to Ruoff. I haven't heard anything about that. But tonight at Ruoff is garbage. And uh, which one of the uh, Butthole Gallagher brothers are doing this? Noel? Um, <laughs> Noel? Is, it no, is it Noel Gallagher? Noel? Noel? Yeah, I Noel think Gallagher. Noel and Liam, and they're so incredibly talented. But the dudes can't get along with anybody, I don't think. But, man, this will be a great show tonight because I'm assuming – we're talking about the Gallagher's play, you know, Oasis is what we're talking about. Wonderwall, uh, Champagne Supernova, Don't Look Back in Anger. I mean, a great catalog of music, especially from the 1990s. They are playing up at Rudolph Home Mortgage Music Center tonight. John, I'll tell you what. I love Shirley Manson of Garbage, too, by the way. Love well, her. I, well, I, you she know does what? not love me back. She does not. Well, I bet she does. <laughs> I bet she does. You just don't know yet. Does not return the favor. If there are, if there's anybody out there yes. that would like to go to the show tonight, oh. I've got four VIP box seats that I would like to give away, and however you would like to make that happen for the listening base well, how, out there. How do we do that? <laughs> I don't know. Can we? You, you want to? Hey, um, we can use James back at the studio. James, you want to do this? And then we'll get uh, Brent and this winner together and exchange tickets for tonight. You want to do that, James? Yeah, sure. Let's do Can it. Can you? Yeah, sure, let's do it. All right. Tell me what you got once again for somebody listening right now. Well, this is uh, compliments of Evan Williams Bourbon. We have nice. the Evan Williams Bourbon VIP box. Hell, I should be going to this. What am it's I doing? It's lower level. I'm going to go home and have no AC. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can make no that power. happen, John. It's going to be nice and uh, cool, but you'll be covered out at Verizon Wire, or excuse me, out at Ruhoff Home Morgan yeah. Center this evening, Deer Creek, if you will. Uh, but, yeah, we've got four of them. Um, give them away however we can work that out. Uh, we'll uh, do, how about listening. we do this number nine at 239 1070 right now. And when you get that winner, let me know. All right, James, and we'll bring him up on the air here, okay? Sounds good. So Sounds this good. this is courtesy of Heaven Hill Distillery, uh, Evan Williams, Brent Halverson, 
you're going to be in a box. Uh, being in the box, they get served in the box seat. They get served in the Holy box. Holy crap! Absolutely. I love getting served. You got VIP access, so you got the VIP bathrooms, which are quick and easy, and all the good stuff. So, the only thing that will not come with is going to be VIP parking because I don't have them with me. Okay, well, but I, they will. You get in. You get in quickly. See Shirley Manson in garbage, um, which will be awesome. I used to have a big crush on Shirley Manson. Is that right? Big. I don't crush. even know any. I don't even know what garbage is. That's what uh, I put out every Monday. I know that. Girl, That's I uh, <laughs> I'm only happy when it rains. <laughs> good stuff. Oh, okay. Madison, Wisconsin's Ooh, garbage right well, there. Fellow Packer fans in. So let me know really quick, James. I'm going to do this here, and then let me know when this person is on hold. Danny Bridges joins us, longtime scribe in Indianapolis. Good friend of this show, good friend of everybody. Uh, you wanted to come here, Danny, because this is legendary Irea's, but because we want to celebrate Robin Miller as it being one of his favorite places, and we want to lift a glass to R on this day, correct? Absolutely. Robin Miller, everybody knows who Robin Miller is, but uh, Irea's is one of his favorite places for the obvious reason. The food is great. The hospitality is great. And speaking of hospitality, thank you, Evan Williams, for the delicious uh, cherry Coke bourbon combination Ooh. that I had. I'm, uh, hey now. I can still stand up, but just barely. But uh, <laughs> you got to watch it. I'm, I'm an old man. But back to Robin. This is one of his favorite hangouts. He had yeah. legendary Christmas parties here. He'd bring in everybody that he worked with at the Star, some of his racing cronies, some of his TV cronies, and a couple ham and eggers like me. And we had a great time. So you can't come in here without thinking about him. It'll be two years in August, if you think about it. Last August, we were at the Friendly Tavern. It was yep. the one-year anniversary. We chopped exactly. it up there. Maybe we'll do it again sometime yes. in August. But what I'd like for everybody here today to hey, do. Hey, everybody, listen up. Let's raise a glass for our friend Robin Miller. Robin Miller, everybody. Race. He loved Irias. He loved Indianapolis. He loved racing. He loved all you guys. One, two, three. Robin, Robin Miller. Robin Miller, thank yeah. you, guys. Our friend R right there. Danny, thank you very hey, much. Hey, thanks for, for letting me do that. And, again, guys, thanks for a great afternoon here. This is uh, it's a great place to be anytime, especially when you guys are here live. And, again, thanks for the uh, libation. Absolutely. You got it, buddy. Thank That's you. Danny Bridges right there for that. That was absolutely fantastic. All right, James, we got somebody on hold? Yes, we do. We have our winner, Joe. Joe, jump on here. 239-1070. Joe, what's up? What's going on? Joe, would you like to go see? This is a, a box seat. Four, right? Four box say seats. Four. Yep. Brent, tell you and Joe converse right here about What's it. up, Joe? How are you, my man? What's happening? Hey, are you uh, are you ready to go see a show this evening? Say it again. I'm driving through a storm. Are, are, are you ready to go see Garbage and uh, one of the Gallagher brothers do Oasis songs tonight? Ed Ruoff. All the back and anger. I heard it <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hey, congratulations. You're going to get uh, four box seats uh, for the show this evening. And uh, that has, comes with all the VIP amenities. So uh, make sure to get to the VIP club. When uh, If you'll pass your uh, email yep. information on. And we'll, yep. uh, we'll get that uh, over, and I'll send those right out to you. You're going to have to accept them via email, so be looking forward to that. Yeah. So, Joe, here's what we're going to do. You wait on hold here, and Brent, uh, we're going to get your email, and we're going to get it to Brent, and he's going to set up your tickets available via email here, okay? All right. Let's go. Appreciate it. You got it. All right. Thank you, Joe. You're on hold, James. Talk to him. Joe Thank is you. going to go see the Gallagher Brothers and the Flying Squirrels, or what is it, Flying Circus, something? It is the flying High Flying Circus, yes. High Flying Circus. I saw the Jim Rose Circus Sideshow once. Is that right? And a guy 
a guy came on stage with a chain to a sack and carried a concrete block across the stage. Uh, yeah. Uh, that hurts. It was yeah. That hurts. Even I can't believe it, he could carry it. Wow, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> that's pretty impressive. And then another guy stuffed his entire body from head to toe through a tennis racket. What do you guys do down in Green County? Was this in Green County? The Jim Rowe Circus Sideshow. Yes, what it was right there. All right. Uh, anyway, hey, Joe, we'll get your information, and Brent will give you those tickets. Let's take a break, and we'll come back. <laughs> Legendary Irea's Tavern Tour stop on a Thursday. Here's hoping that the inclement weather that ran through here severe-wise did not hamper your early evening, certainly your late afternoon. I know there's a lot of power outages around here. If you're out and about, Southeast side of downtown, south side of Indy, you're maybe stuck. Hey, veer off and come over here and hang out with us at Irea's Tavern Tour Stop. The month of June continues. Britt and I back with you next, and where I'm going to be coming up tomorrow, that is also next. 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. The Ride with JMV. It's party time. P-A-R-T. Why? Because I gotta... 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. All right, I got to thank the guys. Jacob and Landon doing the job for me today. Thank you, guys. Fantastic work. I'm with the Indy 11 tomorrow up at Grand Park, beginning at 3 o'clock. So you want to join me up there, you can. Hey, look who's here. <laughs> go ahead, yeah, go ahead, real quick, talk up here. Sorry, you know, you go ahead and sit down there, Randy. Stay right there. Go ahead. You doing a little YMCA for us today, man? Huh? Hi, little YMCA. <laughs> Memory Teresa, me and Angel. God bless you, Blake and Lenny, and the wife. God hey. bless Brett. Oh, yeah. Teresa's birthday. Hey, you better God bless Doug Wiggin right God here, too, because he needs it. Yeah. Memory Teresa, me and Angel. God bless you. <laughs> Teresa's birthday is Wednesday. Victory Field. Macho Mike is going to throw out one of the first. There pitches. you go, wow. Macho Mike. That's, awesome. that's her birthday present. <laughs> that's awesome, that's buddy. Great. Thanks, man. Yes. God bless you. Take care. And. And YMCA is special. Yeah. Woo. Macho Mike right there. There you go. That's what we need. That's Our friend Randy Strand is here as well. Yes. What a great day. Yes, this has been. One more quick thing. Angel, Angel sends you all a hug. I'll send it back. I got Angel with them beautiful 93.5, one of those koozies. She's oh, well. Make sure she plays with Heck yes. Right. Thank God, you, buddy. God bless you. Oh, Macho Mike is right, Mike, there. right there. What a great day. Yep, absolutely. Did you have had a better day? No, no. Look at no. this. I mean, look at the crowd we got, John. I mean, again, the people here, the, the food, the drinks, everything that they do here at Irea's. We heard the history of how long it's been here. It doesn't get much better than that. And, uh, uh, you know, hopefully uh, you get a chance to check it out if you haven't. And uh, thank you. You know, the upset Appreciate of the day is that uh, I haven't had to go pee. That's the upset of the day because I can't get out of here. <laughs> that's I was going to have to use this gold peak bottle, but uh, I, I haven't had to go. That's good. That's the upset of the day. Normally, it's like three hours on the dot sure. here. Like every three hours, it's time to go. But today, for whatever reason, shout out to R. Miller, man. The yeah, upset, that's right. the upset of the day is me not having to get out of this really small space to go take a whiz. So I feel good about that. No, seriously, though, Matt and the gang here have been great. We have to make it a point. I know we always say this. We have to make it a point to come back. Let's oh, yeah. Back 100%. Soon. I mean, this is just a great place. You can tell how much people love it once again. Now, you want to announce where we're going next month? Well, yes, I do. And <laughs> next month is going to be, It's a, we're going to go back to Broad Ripple. 
Uh, we're doing a little spot called The Rook. The Rook. In Broad Ripple, and that is going to be on July 28th, I want to say. I've got to look for it, John. I've got pulled up here. There we go. July 28th, Friday, nice. July 28th at The nice. Rook. At The Rook. In Broad Ripple. Buddy, it's great to see you again, man. I miss Pleasure, you. Pleasure, man. I miss you too, man. Our betting analyst, Brent Holverson, he puts this on. Heaven Hill Distillery, a tavern tour stop. Matt and the gang here. Thank you all, Irias. Hey, thank you all for coming out. Great to see you. Now we're going to get down to business. It's drinking and eating time right now. And Irias, guys, have a great night. I'll join, join me up at uh, Grand Park tomorrow with the Indy 11-2. James, great job. Our guests and everything. What a great day today. Back with you tomorrow at 3. Be safe.